Welcome to episode 11 of the Growing Up Gaming Podcast. I am your host and moderator, Mike, and as always, I am joined by the mother of dragons himself, <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> What's everybody from this side of the transition? <laughs> if you are new here, welcome to the squad. We are Growing Up Gaming, your weekly podcast dedicated to bring you the news, reviews, indie games, and of course, the occasional B-movie. Brandon, how are you doing, my dude? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I uh, I blasted through Kotar today. Yeah, so that killed all, it. Yeah, actually, I, I beat it a lot faster than I thought I would. But getting ready to fire that up in the next couple of weeks with uh, for the show with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to. I've never played Kotar. Brandon's beat it, I think, many times yeah. right, at this point, right? Safe to say. I've never beat it on light side, though. I have oh. never been able to not go dark side in that game because it is just too much fun. So I made it a conscious, painful effort to go light side this time, which was harder okay. than I thought to do. Okay, so are you saying go dark side? Oh, dark side for sure. Like okay. when you go through it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make sure you go dark side right off the hop and just feel no mercy. It's okay. it's so much more satisfying. <laughs> I'm so I'm so bad at doing that in games, man. Oh, this I'm, game makes always... it easy. Like okay, the, the writing is like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be that guy in this game, and like, and then I ended up just going good, and it's like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Agreed. Most of the time, hundred percent. But Kotar, because like it's all pre-written script, literally, like you'll read them, and it'll be like the douchiest douchebag statement you've ever heard of just pretentiousness, and like, oh, that's the light side, and then you look at the next one, and it's just like him making fun of the guy, and like exactly what you'd want to say just to piss them off, and it's just it's so easy to go evil. Okay, all right, done, done and done. So either way, I'm gonna hopefully be getting to that game sometime this week or next, and and then we'll we'll throw it in the show once uh, once I get a few hours in. Exactly. Pop Sweet. your cherry. But how yeah, about boy. you, buddy? How are you? Going, doing good, doing good. The Raptors are playing right now, actually. Oh shit. Um, I don't know what the score is, but that's fine. We'll check after. They're facing Philadelphia. It's gonna be great. Oh, do you want to um, get like a live? show counter or something like you want like because of nah, updates nah. just in case no nah, it's all good it's all good okay uh but it is nice to be recording at a normal hour yes and, be- Unlike last week. <laughs> and besides that everything's good work's been good work's been busy but uh just enjoying it all you know just just kind of still counting down the day i can you, when you go outside now you can hear the snow melting oh God, which is yeah. a nice nice feeling yeah uh, for anyone that's not a Canadian resident, today was five degrees, which is basically Canadian summer. It's like so you know what? Weather. It was pretty good. Oh yeah, shorts, bro. Throw the tank on, lay the salt down on the driveway to get up that ice. You're good to go. <laughs> uh, I do have a question for you though, Brandon. Ooh. So last week, for anyone who listened, you know that it was the big man's birthday. Oh. Um, so me and the boys, we went and drove out and did a social distance surprise for Brandon. Um, and we blessed him with a set of the Sony Pulse headphones. Brandon, <laughs> did you get a chance to try them out at all yet? <clears throat> yeah, actually. Uh, I charged them that night. And, and then I think I got like a full play with them the following day. Uh, naturally started with Astros because like Astros is built for everything first person Sony and I had to say I was really impressed because I have a very good audio system in my basement so I I did back and forth like I played for like an hour with the headphones and then took them off for a few minutes Mm -hmm. and like the amount of engagement I felt from the headphones like obviously headphones are a little bit more engaging to begin with but I remember thinking like I did like the, the chili chili beach 
And when these like these planes fly overhead, I'm like, I can literally hear them going around my head. Like I actually can hear like the distance for the draw was so good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cause that, yeah. Was, that was one of my complaints. Remember when you we were talking yeah. about it? Where I, when I was playing, I got to load up Astros though. Cause when I was playing Spider-Man, it like it has it for sure. You can hear it, but it just wasn't, the depth wasn't as, as, as wide or as far as what I was hoping for. Um, which yeah and even in my so when I played uh, Spoodermans uh, my just in my regular like home theater basement uh, speakers I actually could hear people talking beside me and it actually made it sound like they were beside me so like I was actually like you know it was really engaging just from the sound uh, the sound yeah. like the audio sorry they have downstairs so I think definitely for Astros having just tried that game with the headphones so far it was it was better like it, it was really good Cool. Uh, so it makes me think that, that, that yeah, there's a lot of potential within these bad boys. Awesome. awesome. Well, glad you like it. We'll uh, we'll keep trying them for each of the games and see how they go. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. All right, Brandon. Well, let's get the show under road uh, or on the road or wait underway. I don't know. Either way, let's start. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> let's get this ball rolling. <laughs> let's get the ball rolling. So on this episode, we are going to be going over BlizzCon. It was BlizzCon 2021 <laughs> over this week. So huge announcements from Blizzard. It was also a massive Nintendo Direct from. That is the sound of every nerd masturbating to BlizzCon. I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to edit all of that. No, <laughs> uh, we also had Nintendo yep. um, with a huge Nintendo Direct and then uh, some other really cool shit in the news. We'll get to that. I don't want to spoil. Uh, from there, we are going to be jumping over to Today in Video Game History, followed by a brand new segment, Brandon. So Ooh. we're going to be putting Brandon's random review on hold for this week, um, only because we want to build the hype. We want to build the excitement. And we are going to try a new segment that we are going to call Zero to Hero. Learn more about that later on. Followed by Indie Love, which is going to be covering the amazing, incredible golf story. And finally, our community shout out. So with that, Brandon, let's get, get down it. Oh. to business. No, you can do it. Too. Do it with me, Brandon. Do it oh, with me. Okay. <laughs> let's get down, down to business. To business. All right, Brandon, <laughs> let's kick today off as we do with In the News. <laughs> so, Brandon, let's kick it off with BlizzCon 2021. Every single year, Blizzard Entertainment, they have their big, um, their big conference, which is called BlizzCon. And that's where they always announce new titles, big updates, uh, all the good stuff that you would want in kind of a, a studio-specific conference. Uh, this year, for the first time, it is done all digitally, thanks to everything going on in the world. Yeah. But even with that, I still think they did a pretty good job. Brandon, you watched you watched it, right? Uh, I didn't or, watch it from start to finish. Uh, yeah, I kind the of big highlights. about it until you messaged me. Mm -hmm. But I did watch the different segments uh, all broken up, basically. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I think that's the way to do it because it was long uh, and you definitely didn't need to watch them all. So what we are going <laughs> to do because of all of the announcements, um, some of them being smaller. So we'll kind of run it the way that we do in this week in video game history. I'll read them out. And if Brandon does want to stop and quickly talk about it, we will. But otherwise, let's blow through some of the notable mentions. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we'll get to the actual news. Brandon, sound good? Let's do it. 
Cool. Notable mention number one. So Blizzard announced that the Blizzard Arcade Collection is going to be coming out. It actually came out that day and it is $20 USD and it comes with three classic Blizzard titles, The Lost Vikings, Blackthorn and Rock and Roll Racing. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I've only heard of one of those games. Wait, let me guess. Is it Rock and Roll Racing? No, actually, it's Lost Vikings. Oh! Okay, I haven't heard... I've only heard of Rock and Roll Racing. Oh, so... And Lost Vikings, actually. I only know of Lost Vikings because of... uh, So, it was Blizzard's MOBA game. Uh, Heroes of the Storm. There it is. Heroes of the Storm was fucking awesome. So much fun. Just... It's like a a lull, like a League of Legends type of game, a MOBA. Mm -hmm. But, like, super accessible and really easy. Like, basically meant for anyone, even if you're shit, to go in there and have a great time because of, like, different features that they have uh team level scaling and all that stuff but there's a character because it's all blizzard related uh there's there's three vikings that are one character and they're really they always intimidated me because they look like you're using three characters at once but uh it was nuts like uh i had never never seen them before so i looked them up and that's how i found the lost vikings that's uh the sh- the long roundabout way of of that so well brandon that's the first time i've ever heard you say that you were intimidated by three guys <laughs> <laughs> next brandon world of warcraft uh is this yeah so world of warcraft shadowlands patch 9.1 chains of domination is announced uh sorry man world of Warcraft. that's a that's a mouthful there so yeah. it bring uh bringing players to a new location called koretha uh, with new locations comes new quests with new quests comes new bosses so 10 new boss raids and 8 boss mega dungeon and more uh, I feel like that might I be Corthia that probably is yeah. right yes yeah 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 fair uh, and stupid I, yeah. world <laughs> it, <laughs> it is a wild. silly place <laughs> um, it's very silly yeah but no I think anything WoW related like you know what if you stuck through it this long good on you. but my ship sailed a long time ago Yes, sir. But we're not leaving that WoW train yet. Brandon, this one actually you probably will be more interested in. But for World of Warcraft Classic, they are releasing the Burning Crusades. So they're releasing the Classic expansion kind of remade for their WoW, like their WoW Classic lineup that is out. And it includes a level 70 cap, two new races, flying mounts, and more. Yeah, so I remember when Burning Crusade came out the first time and how pissed everybody was. Like, at oh, least yeah. me and my buddies, just because... Like in vanilla WoW, the but like the goat, the best. Uh, yeah, OG you, WoW. You'd spend like hundreds of hours, like literally hundreds of hours, just maxing out your characters, raiding like dungeons, and trying to get the perfect gear set. And then dungeon, uh, the Burning Crusade came out, and like all this amazing gear that you have, the first green item that you get, like the lowest low item you could get, is better than what you have, and you're just like, what the fuck, like completely obsolete. <laughs> Uh, so that part was kind of like a bunch of people I played with. They were really pissed because all those hours are now wasted because yeah, this little rinky dink like, piece of shit is now better than their like quadruple double legendary mega crazy weapon, which is not a real class of weapon. It's just made up so that people will actually get. The, I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just in case you needed to have that cleared up. Uh, Very cool. But yeah, either way, you know what? That's cool. Good for them. Nice. Keep going. Very cool. Uh, well, they're not done with war. They're really milking Warcraft. But for this one, it is Hearthstone Forge in Barrens. I guess expansion is coming out in mercenary modes have been revealed for Hearthstone. Brand, did you ever play Hearthstone? Uh, yeah, I, I have it on my phone. I I haven't played it in a while because it's yeah. it's a pretty 
Like, it's a dedication to play around. It's a juicy game now. I downloaded it when it first came out and played Same. it for yeah. quite a while. But then, yeah, it just got to a point where it's like, no, this is like, this is this yeah, is a man. lot. <laughs> that was like Maximus Decimus Aurelius days for me. Our old yeah. work truck. <laughs> <laughs> where Brandon and I met yeah. and fell in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest is history. And that truck <laughs> had to be burned. <laughs> well, Brandon, with this expansion, it is going to be bringing 135 new cards to kick off the year of the Griffin. And uh, for mercenary modes, it's actually going to be a roguelike mission and strategy RPG style gameplay with these cards. Oh, so sorry. I don't. That's like sounds pretty cool. I do like I do like road. Yeah, I do like road roguelikes. So might have to re-download and well, just check it out. Have you ever played Slay the Spire? I have not. So that's like literally a roguelike that's all card based and like upgrading. It's on my list of games to play. Uh, okay. There's a bunch of people on IGN staff that recommended it out there. And it was a lot of people's favorite games of the year. Uh, I think it came out, I want to say 2019, but it could have been 2020. Ah, cool. I'm just looking it up now. I, I recognize when I see the title, mm -hmm. I recognize the title. Um, I haven't seen like gameplay footage of it, but it looks cool. Yeah, it's like it. Uh, yet again, Game Pass. If you have it, it's free right now. Oh, and that's not even the the uh, the last mention for Game Pass oh, this we'll, week. That's for sure. We'll get to it. Yeah. All right, Brendan. So that was kind of the notable mentions, but let's get into the real news. So the first yeah, thing shit. that they announced, or the first thing at least that I want to talk about, is Diablo 2 Resurrected has been announced. So that is a full remake of Diablo 2. It is going to be remade by Vicarious Visions. So I think we were talking about it a little before. So those are the guys who did the Crash Bandicoot remake as well as the Tony Hawk remake. Uh, it is confirmed that it's going to be coming out on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and Switch sometime in uh, sorry sometime in 2021. Jesus. And besides that, so some other things, and then we can stop and talk. The original one was released on June 29th, 2000. Diablo 2 is an action role-playing hack-and-slash computer game developed by Blizzard North. And uh, Brandon, yeah, so pretty much, well, I guess to kick things off, we're going to be talking about Diablo, so we might as well set the stage. But it is a... Actually, Brandon, mm -hmm. how do you describe it? How do you, how do you describe Diablo? Uh, well, before I can even touch that, I've just, I just noticed the whole... This was made by Blizzard North team, which just makes me think that the Blizzard South team would just be raining. <laughs> Dad joke. Uh, just keep going Brandon keep going <laughs> but uh yeah uh so Diablo 2 if I had to it's it's a looter it's a looter type of game right like it is a top-down uh demonic themed like dingy dark uh, dungeon crawler dungeon crawler yeah realistically like you you take your character and uh and number two I think there was barbarian there was druid there was wizard there was uh I'm drawing blank on some of the other ones but uh, doo -doo -doo. but basically Paladin, oh, sorceress oh, and necromancer Paladin. there you go necromancer back when he wasn't the best like it was a fun build but it wasn't a great build back in the day but either way uh you pick one of those you kind of they give you a breakdown on what they're going to be doing like elemental resurrection uh brute strength shit like that and you basically pick whatever class speaks to you and you start off as nothing and you just m murder these small like monsters and demons uh, in pretty easy fashion with really fun skills and you you find loot you get stronger you level up you unlock new abilities and skills and the mm -hmm. synergies from Diablo 2 like back in the day 
that was the scariest thing because if you played a character and you fucked up what what uh, points you put your skill tree into that character was trash like you could never get it to the to the highest level and do the highest stuff oh. like you oh, had shit, to okay. yeah if you like if you missed one point then you'd be like your build's destroyed you're gonna be you're not gonna be like top level you just might as well redo it uh so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the resurrection because they're gonna have to change some of that stuff but yeah they they did talk about it in the video they talked about that they're gonna be making a big a lot of kind of modern tweaks and changes to address a lot of those things um so the biggest obviously the biggest update is audio visual um the cool part is is kind of like a lot of these remakes is that anytime you can hit one button and it'll jump back and forth between like new visual and, and old visual okay uh which kinda is like always fun it's, it's, yeah exactly so yeah. it's always nice to kind of like be in a room or in a dungeon or fighting a boss whatever it is and you can kind of jump back to like what year uh what did i say there year 2000 yeah <laughs> year 2000 pc graphics yeah so that's pretty cool so they're going to be doing audio visual and then they're also going to be doing um a lot of online updates so mm. before like in the year 2000 network codes and things like that is not what it is today mm-hmm. so they had they had different servers for different parts of the world uh now it's going to be a global server it's going to be on both console and pc with cross cross play that's so someone on xbox can play with someone on playstation and they can play with someone on pc um they're going to be doing things like a shared stash and updated ui auto gold pickup so a lot more things where um and i'm pretty sure i remember oh, er, they're going to be a, or cross platform progress no I think I yeah, saw something. That I is, remember that. Yep, yeah, that as well. And I think they're going to be doing stuff in terms of those, like what you were just talking about, with kind of being blocked out at a class and yeah. just making those like nice, nice tweaks and nice updates that are that are to have. Yeah, which would be awesome. Sweet, Brandon. Who was what was your uh, what was your favorite class of choice? Oh, class of choice was druid, werewolf form, obviously, because I fucking need werewolves. If uh, dog soldiers didn't give that away. Uh, but actually, I did do a Blizzard Sorceress with my bot because that's what you did in Diablo 2 days. You'd, you'd set up a bot that would literally, I uh, can't remember what, what the monster was, but you would just run it all day and it would just kill that fucking monster for you on loop all day. And then you'd come up from school and see what see what you got. Sick. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so you can just have him like autoplay while you're away and exactly. then he comes and, and grabs it? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Brandon, are you gonna get Diablo two? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably I'll probably get it 100%. as well. Oh, just for the nostalgia. Yeah. So I didn't. So my nostalgia of Diablo two is watching Rob play. Rob's my brother. Okay. Um, but Rob Rob fiended Diablo one and two. Like fiended it. Um, so I always I my nostalgia of it is watching him play. I came into the series with Diablo three. Okay. So I didn't play I didn't play all too much of number two, but I'm very excited, especially with. So with the the tweaks that they're making mm-hmm. to make it a little bit more modern, um, and the fact that Diablo three has so many issues in terms of like trying to connect and play with friends if you're playing on a PlayStation, yeah, that that part is so yeah, it's so shit. So it's kind of like I'm I'm pretty stoked to to jump in with friends. I'm sure Andrean and the rest of them they're all gonna get it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And and Diablo four is gonna be years like years away. So it's just gonna be something cool that we can jump into until that happens. Yeah, because if Diablo two remake or remastered is coming out this year then i would be surprised if we saw diablo 4 even in two that like 2022 yeah so my my thought well we're gonna get into diablo 4 now but they've already said that it's like it's a long way away like it's like blizzard long way away <laughs> so it's like george R. R. I, R. martin long away 
Yeah, like I would put my if I'm putting money down on it, I'm saying 2023, if not like 2024. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely massive either way. Brandon, let's get to Diablo Four. Yeah, let's do so, it. At BlizzCon, um, so Diablo Four was initially was first announced at BlizzCon 2019. I did it. Was it there last year? I want to say they released maybe one video, but it was it was a little quiet. But the initial trailer, like the initial launch announcement video, was, was yeah, sick. 2019 for sure. Yeah, that one was that's a that's a sick trailer. I'll post that one in the in the show notes too because that one's real cool. Um, but for this one, so they announced a brand new class, which is the Rogue class. Rogue made her first appearance, or it like his or her, whatever. Rogue made uh, its first appearance in Diablo One, and that was the last time Rogue has been in a game. Yeah. So pretty like pretty excited to check it out. the The trailer for this one was also really freaking cool. Oh, um, it was badass. That was a good yeah. trailer, and they finally answered the biggest question in Diablo history: What do you do with the ears? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Brandon, as someone who... So I again, like I, I came in in Diablo 3. Tell me about the ears. What's the ears about? So the ears uh, in Diablo 2 was basically you could enter into kind of like a, a, a game mode that was PvP open. So you could okay. people could lure you into there and literally just like c- kill you and steal your all your stuff if they could okay. trick you to... Uh, basically what would happen is they would drop an item, uh, like a good item, that you'd be tempted to pick up but once you picked it up if you picked up your corpse your entire corpse would explode because you don't have something to do with the inventory so then they okay. would rob you of all their stuff uh <laughs> but that's a whole different thing the ear was basically once you killed that person you got an ear with their gamer name on it so you oh, could cool. forever have uh saying that i killed this person in pvp and you have their name and you have their that's ear. Cool. And you could sell them for one gold at the the vendor if you really wanted to. So if you did like a million PvP things, you could get a bunch of gold. But really, you just did it to have your friend's ear, like if you were fucking with them. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So in the in the trailers, the 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 rogue goes and visits a priest, and the priest puts ears away. Again, I'll post in the show notes. Uh, I highly recommend checking it out because it will get you, and especially if you haven't seen or played Diablo before it will give you a very good idea of, of what the kind of game is mm-hmm. um, so so far for Diablo 4 they have Barbarians Sorceress Druid and now Rogue as oh, the classes announced I'm so excited for um, the Druid return yeah Druid looks cool I think like out of all of them so far Druid definitely seems the coolest Man, it has like shapeshifts yeah shapeshifts into bears and werewolves like come on yeah. that's cool yeah, and it'll be interesting because actually, because in the second one, you had to basically pick one or the other if you wanted to be competitive at all. Uh, so in this one, because of what you could do with your skills in Diablo 3, like you could change them anytime you want. It was just your gear that made your build. This would be fun, like I think, where mm-hmm. or even if there's a general like perk for shapeshifting where you could flip flop between a bear and a werewolf. It'd be, I don't know, it'd be nice to, to mess around yeah. with both. I'm sure. I'm sure. That, so they're going to be adding in like a ton, a ton of those types of mechanics. So yeah. like in terms of customization about how you're playing and what your character feels like. Yeah. So I'm sure. I'm sure they'll have something that you can kind of grow in a bear tree or a wolf tree. Or, you know what I mean? Things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm also waiting too now with just those being announced. That so they heavily talked about it in their full breakdown on D4. Like they've really said that there's always room around the campfire, which. Like that's just like they're talking about the characters. Like they're gonna bring in so many more classes. I'm still oh, waiting yeah. for like all these like Rogue has been done. They're redoing it. 
Druid has been done. They're redoing it. Barbarian sources, they're standard, like they're, they're classics. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for an all new 100% original character, which will probably be their last release before launch. Yeah, I agree with you. I think like, so. I agree with you on all of those fronts. Um, this game for sure is going to be like a game that they support for years and years and years and years on, right? Yeah. Um, like when did Diablo season, 3 come season, out even? Like how long uh, that been out for? Uh, a long time ago. Let me see. Let me see. 2012. 2012. And they're still and they're still pumping shit out for it. Yeah, and it's still excellent, and it's changed drastically. Having originally bought it on, at launch on PC, and then had to rebuy it for you fools on console because all you guys are <laughs> playing on console. Um, it's like a... Yeah, but man, like even even like the original Diablo three had a paid like with real cash item store, like. Didn't they take that down though? Because wasn't everyone yeah people going what, crazy about it? Oh, it was going nuts. Like yeah. it, it was, yeah, they closed it down, which like on one side, like whatever, like do what you want. But it did kind of take away from the spirit of the game of mm-hmm. dungeon crawling where you'd have yeah. people that would just shell out. It's like, all right, let me pay 60 bucks and I'm going to get everything like just be decked out. And then what fun is it? No, that's not fun. That's not fun. That's not like the point of the game. Exactly. But whatever. Either way. But I do. So either way, this game is going to be going on many times. They're going to have season. I'm sure they'll have season passes, inventory, like being able to buy and purchase all these types of things. And a part of that is going to be oncoming or ongoing character classes, which is going to be really, really sweet. And I do agree that I think they'll add one more classic one and then one new like net net new one. Yeah. Would be um, my would be my my guess to start with, or just one more net new one to start. But because like, if I'm just going off memory, because I started in Diablo one, Diablo one was just the three classes. Uh, I think it was just rogue, sorceress, and barbarian. Uh, and then for the second one, they introduced the assassin. Okay, and... Brandon, I got it here. I got it for you. Okay. So Diablo one, Diablo one had warrior rogue and sorcerer okay yeah. and then there's the diablo hellfire expansion which added monk barbarian and bard Baird. Oh. uh and then yeah. diablo 2 was amazon barbarian mm. necromancer paladin sorceress and then in the diablo 2 lord of destruction add-on it added assassins and druid mm-hmm. and then in no that's diablo immortals where's diablo 3 here we go diablo 3 is barbarian witch doctor wizard monk demon hunter and then they added in the crusader and necromancer oh both awesome so like what i'm just trying to think like what what else is there you know they've done so many different variations uh you think they're gonna come out with like nephilim or not nephilim sorry because nephilim was what you are in d3 uh like talk about like actual angel or like converted demon Something like that would be mm, wicked. Like a, a proper demon class? Yeah. Like So That'd like you're cool. like half demon or half human so that you're like still have a purpose and whatnot. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like Dante uh, from Dante. Like, yeah. Uh, from the Devil May Cry series. But something like that would be really cool. And you could, it would be brand new. It'd be, oh yeah. I don't know. It 
Blizzard, if you're listening, do it. Just fucking <laughs> Brandon, do it. We know they're listening. Yeah. But much like anything, like I feel like when especially once this game is out, every new class announcement is gonna be massive. But either way, Brandon, continuing on. So they are gonna be adding a ton of new things. Um they're gonna be so a big thing that they're focusing on is strengthening class identities as well as kind of supporting deeper customization. So what mm-hmm. we were talking about before. Yeah. Um there's a whole bunch of new stuff. So there's gonna be um a couple new stats. So even something like weapon speed is going to now be a stat that is across all characters um there's three new stats as well so there's angelic power which increases the duration of all beneficial effects so that's things like self buffs and healing there's demonic powers which increases the duration of all negative effects so that's things like debuff and damage over time and then there's ancestral powers which is increases the chance of on hit effect so increase your um proc chance was proc was proc chance brandon what is that? Oh, it's just like Pro- a chance on hit, like, basically. Yeah, you're just, you're, yeah, okay. So your chance on crit and things like that. Um, so the other cool thing that they're adding is a full skill tree, which is an actual tree, which oh, is sweet. Um, I did see that. Do you see this? Yeah, it looks crazy. So, and I think that's where they're going to, you're going to see a lot of those kind of, okay, if I'm playing a barbarian, like I can make this guy many different ways. Yeah. And, and and go deep into that type of customization which they're they're kind of looking at with something we're going to get to after this overwatch too like they're kind of trying to add new layers and depths like even just in the one of the videos and they're talking about the assassin there was that whole uh like i forget what the word wording was but basically it's a it's a type of attack that you can invest in that is uh, like a, a product of chance where you can actually tap a button once a certain icon shows up and you have like a limited window to do increased damage uh, and something like that, that's going to be a new mechanic. So if you're mm-hmm. like, if you're really good at waiting and clicking in like a, a time window, then like you'll be able to play to that. And like, I don't know, they, they really seem like they're trying to make it so that everybody can play in a different way too. Like whether you want to be a rhythmic fighter or like, uh, like a reactionary, like just, I don't know, it'd be really cool to see what they come up with. Yeah. I oh, can't wait. Um, and then lastly, Brandon, they have... Uh, so for the monsters, so now the monsters are more classified as families. So they have things like cultists and drowned and cannibals. And it's more so just kind of within each of the family or each of like the types of monsters, mm-hmm. you'll have a wide range of kind of like, oh, for the, the cannibals, there's your like small quick guys. There's the big meaty kind of like meat shield type of guys and everything in between. So just the the enemies themselves will live in more of like a categorized thing so depending on where you are in the map you'll be facing kind of different types well and they did kind of i remember hearing something about that where it was almost like gangs like almost like you go into a different area like it's the uh like the cultists or like uh there'll be like their own little gang that could have their own uh quest line and you could mm-hmm. actually do uh like basically enemy genre specific quest for certain gangs depending on affiliations like there's a lot of shit like it was like 40 minutes long like that's yeah just that little thing was all broken down and like also mounts that's one thing i'm excited about because this they said this was going to be open world which was interesting Mm -hmm. so open world and now you have mounts which then they're like oh well then we there's also like mount special abilities where like how you dismount at different times will actually enable you to do different moves so like you could run into combat as the assassin uh, and jump off and shoot like the sea of arrows and like I don't know they they're there's they're trying to make a lot of like keep it familiar but add even more cool shit 
that you didn't yeah. even know you could want. Oh yeah, they're, same with Overwatch. They're, they're just making it very much expansive and very customized. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing, right? Yeah. And then that that just allows them to keep pumping out cu- pumping out content for years to come, new it's, loot and everything else. So. Yeah, smart. Six. Oh, and the last thing for for Diablo, and then we'll move on, is no more inventory Tetris. Ooh. So the a big kind of a big thing that they wanted to change in this game is just not having to stop and mess around with your inventory system when you're kind of in battle and things like that. Like I know when when I were like when we played, um, and when we played with friends and stuff, it's like there'll be one guy who's so far behind because he's just sitting there equipping like equipping axes for thirty minutes yeah. and his own like a little menu while everyone moves on. So yeah. they're trying to limit that a bit and uh just kinda yeah, no more inventory stuff, just pick up like everything. Mm-hmm. And then and then when you're done something you can kinda go and, and, and figure that all out. Which is nice. Yeah, like a little a nice thing there. Yeah. Like a massive dungeon raider isn't about the management while you're in there. Like you don't want to take a break, go back to jump your stuff and then come back in to sort it later. So mm-hmm. yeah. this is smart. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, either way, I'm real excited. Like again, this game's gonna be far, far out, so I'm sure it's not gonna be the last we talk about it. So for that, Brandon, I think let's continue. Let's keep this gravy train rolling. Let's do it. Sweet. So the last big thing from BlizzCon was Overwatch 2. Yes. Yes. Uh, Brandon. Brandon's a big Overwatch fan. I think that's pretty safe to say. Definitely. I too am an Overwatch fan, but Brandon definitely has more hours logged in there than I do. <laughs> um, so with Overwatch 2, they started off with two new maps. So the two new ones joining in on the fun is Rome and New York. Rome looks sick. Rome is like, uh, it has the Colosseum. It has the, the Trevi Fountain. It's got these like really cool kind of both futuristic as well as like ancient style mm-hmm. statues yeah um much like all the other like kind of like overwatch in general and its art style and then new york is a lot well new york is new york it, it actually looks very much like new york it has just your your tall buildings grand central station um lots of alleyways pizza parlors things along those lines mm-hmm. and those two maps are going to be joining the existing ones that they've already announced which were toronto yeah, yeah. let's go the <laughs> toronto map looks sick uh monte carlo rio uh, Gutenberg as well as India so uh, that's kind of the list of maps thus far and in terms of characters so they announced Sojourn I definitely just dis- like pronounced that wrongly uh, but she is the Canadian character so she is oh. from Toronto which is pretty sweet well, at least she uses this she uses this sick railgun and the railgun requires accurate use and can rip through enemies health bars that is the quote around her railgun which is pretty sick probably means that it can go right through armor or something or she's some badass sniper and uh, because sojourn just means a temporary stay maybe she'll be like cloaking in and out and she'll be like a counterpart to black widow oh brandon with the with the linguistics yeah because yeah, uh well, well actually no it's i'm is it black widow no it's not black widow it can't, it's what? widowmaker what am i talking oh, about widowmaker yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. widowmaker i'm it's like okay. black widow is also a sniper in a way yeah so. exactly it's the same shit they're both uh both curvy and sexy so like you know just one's purple <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um yeah so that would be interesting because from what i know of this one they're trying to put a heavy emphasis on storyline because as anybody <laughs> knows the first one was purely online like there was no story but they ended up putting in a story because these characters were really cool and they're clearly 
basically superheroes that have been pushed out by society. So they put in all those mini short films on the side of giving backdrop and storyline and all that goodness. So people got really interested. And sometimes like I love Overwatch, but especially with a kid, if I try to do a quick, like anything that doesn't have a pause button is difficult if he's awake. Uh, or even if he's napping because he could wake up and you need to jump up and do shit. But if you're on a hot streak, you're like, fuck, what do I do? Do I be a shitty parent? And I like, he, like, ah, this decisions. So, uh, which, uh, yeah, just makes me think of beating demon souls again. Jesus Christ. That was puckering to the next level. Cause there's no oh, cause pause, you can't pause. I was trying. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, Brendan, how, with, what does overwatch parenting and then going to, to you wanting to be demon souls? How does that all relate? And then I realized it's yeah, the lack no of pausing. Pause. Oh, so spooks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, overwatch too. And they're doing these, they want to do hero missions where like mm-hmm. you could have a hundred different hero missions for what character you could build them up with like your own skill trees and make them feel like yourself. Uh, yeah. like how you want it to feel. Sorry. And, uh, it's just so cool like so you know what you know the good guys need a sniper so you know what why not sojourn like she could be an anti-sniper be so cool sick what's your uh what's your class of choice or who's your character of choice 76 the old man himself yeah 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 i like straight up like uh assault rifle man oh for for damage i just love him and it's also one of those things too where even though i love him because may is also one of my favorites but mm-hmm. I just, I play better. When I do with 76, I tend to come in like in first or like start breaking gold, like get the gold medals or play of the day or like I make shit happen with him. It just, he feels right to me. It just feels right, so yeah. That, but I do like playing other characters even arguably more. It's just like, it's, it's always nice when you go into a team-based game to, to be the best that you can. Because if you do really well at, at one character, then your whole team's going to do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also just love the tanks, so that's a really easy role to play right now. Because, what well, I'm getting a little off topic, but because of all the hype from Overwatch Two, uh, I reinstalled Overwatch One, and they've overhauled the the joining system, so it's no longer oh, a cool. mad dash where it's the first person to click on whatever they want, and then people bitch at whoever's last pick to play the yeah. meta and pick a healer or something. Now yeah. you literally are designated. You can go from, you can pick who you want to link as or join in as, as a tank, a support, or a damage, or you can be flexible. And once you get to the character screen, it blacks out every other character that's not in the category that you're assigned. That's cool. It is. That makes like it makes things a lot easier because, like you said, it's like especially if you come in and you want to be Soldier 76 and then some noob takes them and you're stuck playing like Mercy. Exactly. And- you know what I mean? Or like, yeah, you're playing a healer or just someone that you're not used to really playing or someone that you're not really good with. And that's just it. So like, it is cool. And the wait times are obviously like, I played a bunch of rounds tank. Like if I chose flex, I always made me a tank, sometimes a healer. And the wait times are like 30 seconds. If I chose damage, I would wait for like eight minutes because (laughs) everybody wants to be damaged. And when you look at the character list, there's like, I don't know if you add all the tanks and and support together there's still more damage characters so like and there's only I think there's only two uh no one per team I think they make you have two tanks they make you have one healer and then two damage no so it's just like uh, I don't know It, it it is a little annoying but at the same time it's so much better and if you pick a few um flex things they give you a bonus where you can actually cash it in as a expedite card 
So like, say you play flex three, four times, then you mm-hmm. can become an instant join for a damage roll. Um, oh, that's cool. So like, okay. yeah. So, if so you, it rewards it rewards you for again for going flex. Exactly. So that Sweet. I thought that was nice because then, you know, then you suck it up, you play tank a couple times, have some fun, and then you do like an instant, uh, instant join damage roll, have a blast, and then go be a tank or a healer again for a bit, and just yeah. it's really fun. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's all about Bastion. Bastion's my boy. Oh, Bastion's Bastion. cool, but Bastion's sick. It was. Oh, I just I like camping with him. That's that's <laughs> what it was. But camping with him is pretty much dead now. Like if you get a, a, a bastion on a team, you get the uh, the warthog, um, roadhog. There it is. Yeah, roadhog. Roadhog, yeah. and then you just fucking lasso them because you can do that now. You didn't used to at one point, and uh, now you can lasso him and just kill him instantly. So it's it's they've gotta, really done some good balancing. Yeah, when you told me that you reinstalled it, I was even I was like, you know what, I should I, I like I want to throw it back in. I think the game is up at my parents' place. The next time I go visit, I'm gonna grab it and uh, and reinstall it because I I do like me some Overwatch. Yeah, it's just for anyone that's never played it, and we're just you're just listening to us ramble on about how good it is. <laughs> it's a hero based online shooter. What that means is that you pick one character, like any of the ones we've listed so far, like Agent Seventy Six, for example is an old motherfucker who's grumpy and Nick tells people to get off his lawn and it's hilarious but he has an assault rifle he also shoots a rocket launcher out of it he has a mobile healing station and he can sprint really really fast so that's those are his powers and if you get enough kills then you get your like ultimate power which then basically makes it auto targeting for your assault rifle and makes it super easy to kill people but you're a little more squishy a little less health than some of the other people so that is a hero that is your role you are a damage guy and your tanks and support guys keep you alive to damage the other team it's online you get different objectives where you have to like capture the flag style stuff uh more elaborate than that but that's just the easiest way to describe it and it's all like super animated and fun and quirky and all the characters are really unique and lovable and it's just a blast yeah i love winston (laughs) He is the. I hate playing as Winston. Winston is, oh, a, he's is my a man. genius. He's a genius ape, gorilla, whatever you want to call him. He's a genius gorilla who has like this crazy electric cannon, and he oh, like jumps. So and, good. Uh, I just don't like. So his he's he's like my style. second favorite tank, because it's amazing, man. Like once you get everybody together, and if you want to storm a point, you Winston on in there with your super mega jump. You pop a portal so that people have to get within close range to you you pop your ultimate you fuck up everybody and now you have the spot your team comes in from behind in the chaos and just blast their asses and you push the point successfully winston is awesome all right brandon next game when we play together i want to see i want to see you crush up with with winston and just go but... real smash with that fucking <laughs> delightful <laughs> british bastard let's go so going back to overwatch 2 um so like brandon you you were talking about so they're gonna have hero missions which is more of the it's gonna be a co-op kind of gameplay where it's less on the competitive online side and a little bit more um you can play with your friends and you fight computers and it's more of like a um what's that battle type called where you're just fighting waves you're fighting waves like a 
Like horde modes type of thing? Yeah, like a horde, exactly. So it's going to be kind of like a horde, and they're going to have different missions, some light story. Um, but then they're also going to be adding, finally, a proper campaign. So the campaign, each person's going to have their own cinematic trailers. Um, there's going to be kind of custom-built maps for the story missions themselves, so which is going to be pretty sweet. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited about that, because, like you said, Overwatch 1 does not have a campaign or a single player. Yeah. And I think if they add that in, and if they add it in, like, good like not just an afterthought which i think they they are going to be spending a lot of time on it um it's going to be pretty sweet um well, and, and then get you to try last, each character sorry it also help you to sorry. get to try each character right of course you're it's... much more likely to do it. and i'm sure they'll incorporate some stuff into it where it's as you're playing the character mm -hmm. like obviously now you know how to use that character in the right kind of context right yeah exactly so. i think it'll be really good as a as a yeah for so many levels interesting story learning the characters different tricks like putting you in perfect situations where one move will will set you up for uh, something that happens online mm -hmm. and lastly brandon like you were saying also before you kind of touched on it but for the first time they're adding hero progression so now each of the heroes have their own skill tree you'll be able to kind of dive deeper and customize your character a little bit more to closer to the type of play style that you like so for example reinhardt who's this big tank that has a shield he has three types of kind of skill trees that he can do there's crusader juggernaut and guardian and then 76 has ones where it's um commander rifleman and vigilante so yes. each one will <laughs> each one will definitely kind of change around the play style um for example with junk rat one of the ones that he can do now is he gets double grenade launchers That's which sick. is pretty sweet um, and then Mercy will be able to kind of fire explosive blasts and make her a little bit more, like a little less on the healing side and more on the damage output side. So yeah, like a badass shadow priest from uh, Warcraft. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, Mercy's sick. Actually, she's my Mercy's my favorite healer. Oh, sure. but oh, anyway, I like the uh, I'm forgetting his name, but the roller bleeding Lucio? dude, Lucio. Lucio, he's yeah, my Lucio. man. Lucio's the coolest. I but. love him. Uh, Mercy's fun. Yeah. But yeah, either way, um, Overwatch 2 is going to be real sick. There's no release date on that yet as well. I think this one, much like Diablo 4, is years off. But we'll get there. Well, yeah, and just the, the last thing that I, don't, I can't remember if you actually touched on it, but just to the level of detail that they're going in uh, with audio, with the weapons. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I saw it in the notes before because they go over that in the direct. Where, say, like, say you have the assault rifle for 76. They actually filmed or uh, recorded the audio samples of a real assault rifle, which most people do, but in different uh, scenarios. So like in a, in a tunnel, they'll fire that to copy the noise. Uh, firing in like a storm, they'll do that. Firing into, I don't know, like big open spaces. And then that way, if you're running through the environments and say you're in a close tunnel, all the gunfire will sound different. And it's just like, man, with with just what they're talking about with all this next gen console stuff with how the next frontier is the audio for immersion that's it right there man if they're doing shit like that like that is how far games have come yeah it's gonna be sick and i i love myself some audio so i'm excited as, as again same with diablo as we hear more whether it be new character whether it be new map whatever it is i'm sure we'll be sprinkling in to growing up gaming <laughs> All right, Brandon. You, so you, let's jump over to Nintendo Direct. Um, so Nintendo also had a big kind of, it was a 40 or 50 minute Direct. The Direct is something that they they used to do it once a month and now it's more a little bit more periodic. 
Um, they kind of change. Sometimes it's only about one particular game. Sometimes they call it the community showcase where it'll, they'll highlight some of the kind of smaller indie games that are going to be coming to Switch. And this one was just kind of a big one that was showing a lot of new things that were coming out for the rest of the year. So, Brandon, I'll run through the notable mentions once again. If you want to stop, just scream. Otherwise, we'll keep it rolling. Um, so the first one being that Animal Crossing New Horizon is getting Super Mario items. So they're going to be adding cool things like pipes and costumes, um, sound effects, all the, all the good shit that you'll find in Mario, you can now do in Animal Crossing in terms of decorations and, and, and outfits. Yeah, good for Animal Crossing. Fall Guys is coming to Switch. Pretty cool. That's cool. Um, Fall Guys did, yeah. was well recognized this year. Uh, oh yeah, Fall Guys, Fall Guys blew up. Right. Yeah, Fall so, Guys blew up this year, so yeah. it's good on them. Always um, happy to see small teams do well. Yeah, it's I think it's a four person four person studio. So exactly. again, good for them. Very very proud of them. Um, the Outer Wilds is going to oh. be coming to Nintendo Switch later this year. Brand, did you play Outer Wilds? It's still on my list because it's free okay, on that. Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's still on my list because the way people talk about it, it's just. I don't know if it's even going to live up to the hype, how much people hype, how good and cool and different that game is. I don't know. It's supposed to be good. It's got great reviews. I definitely want to check it out. Yeah. I know nothing about it apart from the art style. It looks really like cute and kind of like dark storybook. So, mm-hmm. you know what? After uh, Now that Kotar's done and I'm in a gaming loop, I'm going to be blasting through a bunch of Game Pass indie games. So maybe I'll do that one after I fuck okay. around with Dead Cells. Yes. Um, okay, cool. If you do play it, let me know. We'll throw it in uh, for Indie Love because I want to hear about it. Uh, next, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville is going to be launching in March. Um, and it is the latest game for Plants vs. Zombie team and the first game that is using EA's Frostbite engine on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, cool. I wonder if... Uh, is that going to be stream play or is that going to be like legit native to the console? No, I think it's like native to the console. Okay. But Plants vs. Zombie isn't the most... like graphically challenging that's fair <laughs> yeah either way uh project triangle which is not the final name it's just kind of the 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 code name for it it is a new strategy game and is the successor to octopath traveler and that's coming out in 20 er, yeah 2022 and brendan did you see this one at all and or do you know what octopath traveler is i know nothing of them i don't own a switch okay. so i tend not to look at much like info okay. about them yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't. Octopath is. They're both RPGs, but the art style of Octopath Traveler, when you. As the second that you see it, you're like, okay, that's really, really cool. It's a mixture of um, kind of sprite based, more. Think of like a Final Fantasy VI, like that, or like the older Final Fantasies, but the backgrounds are all like super high definition, or like high graphic, hand drawn backgrounds. And it kind of has this really nice and really cool and clean, like, blur effect. Um, either way, it looks really cool. And this new one here is okay. the successor to that. Um, Octopath is on my list, so we'll I'll get to that game at one point as well. Uh, next is cool. Star Wars Hunters. So that is going to be a free-to-play game, um, a free-to-play online game, massive multi-arena. And that's actually made by Zynga, the phone company. Oh, so I'm guessing okay. this is going to be a mobile game that's also coming out on Switch as well. It was just a kind of a, an announcement trailer. They didn't really show any gameplay um, or anything what that game is going to be. Cool, yeah. Uh, the handheld, like I've been playing EA... Uh, 
EA Star Wars Heroes mobile, and that's been fun. So, why not? Let's do it. Oh yeah, they're uh, they they're hoarding out that that Star Wars franchise. You have to anyone anyone who wants to play those royalties. Um, <laughs> after that, Brandon, they announced a game. It's called Knockout City. It is from the creators of Mario Kart Home Circuit, which is the um, where you get the little RC car and you mm-hmm. drive around. Okay. And it is a team-based multiplayer dodgeball type game. It actually looks kind of cool. You like run around a city and it's like a 3v3. I think it's 3v3, but either way, it's yeah, it's dodgeball, but in like a city environment. Which uh, like on Game Boy Advance, I had a dodgeball game, which I still have. And it was it was so much fun. Like yeah, just a simple like super powered, like special moves, dodgeball throwing game. Can't remember what it was called, but uh, it Yo, was. Was so- it for GBA? Yeah, uh, I think actually I had a GBA and I played it on Advance. Or sorry, uh, yeah, GBA Game Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I had that. I had that game too. That game is awesome. Yeah, so much fun. So yeah, and they have uh, and they have all the the powers, and you get the different. There's the different cities and exactly. So like, it has the it has the potential, <laughs> but it's just a matter of will something like that hold up in the current market. So we'll see. Yeah. So on going forward from that, we have Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamities getting an expansion pass. Um, Legend of Mana is getting a remake coming out June 24th. That one also looks really cool. I never played Legend of Mana, the original one, so it looks pretty sweet. Tales of the Borderland is coming to Switch on March 23rd. That is the Telltale uh, Borderlands game where it's a little bit more story-driven, not as much first-person shooter. Mm -hmm. This one here I was very excited to see, um, and it is the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. So that's Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3 all coming to Switch. It is coming out on PS... I want to say PS4 and Xbox, um, but yeah, that's coming June the 10th. Yeah, that I love the Ninja Gaiden series. As a child, though, it would drive me insane for how hard it was. Yo, you Which, got? I don't get. Okay, so I crushed. I beat. I like crushed Ninja Gaiden one and two. Okay. And Capello, Mike always complained about how hard it was, especially the second one. The second and, like, one, yeah. You're a lot. You're a hell of a lot better at hard games than I am. But for some reason, I I like crushed Ninja Gaiden, and yet I can't do anything in Dark Souls. So. I don't know why so many people find it so difficult. (laughs) I also, I have not played it since I was probably 11. So uh, it might be one of those things that now I've played all these Souls games that I might go into and just be like, this is cake. I think Uh, you'll go back and and beat it. Although I'm sure there's a lot of things from back then where you're going to go, you're going to play it and it's just going to be like real cheesy, like unfair enemy design. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the one thing I love about Souls as well where you never feel cheated or like it was cheap. You never feel like when you die, you know you fucked up. Not the game fucked up, you fucked up. And every time you could do better and it's always on you and that's the part that keeps you going because you can, yeah. Like something that's cheap where you just get stuck in a boss loop where you're just pinned and you can't do anything. And that that type of shit is annoying. That's not hard, that's just dumb. No, either way, I'm I'm stoked about it though. I freaking Ninja Gaiden is sweet, and I hope it does come back. Uh, all right, couple more of the honorable mentions. So, No More Heroes Three is going to be coming out on August 27th. Um, they announced a physical version of Hades, which is really cool. That's the biggest. Um, in, sorry, that's the biggest announcement because if it's gone physical and it doesn't come to Sony or Xbox, <laughs> it never will. 
It's, it'll come eventually. Uh, but the game is going to come with... You get the game, you get a downloadable code for the soundtrack. It's a very, very good soundtrack. As well as a 32-page little art book that Ooh. has all the different gods and things like that. So that's cool. That's nice. um, and then lastly, the, for the kind of smaller announcements, it is DC Superhero Girls. and So sorry, DC Superheroes Girls Teen Power. And it's like kind of like a, a really cutesy beat-em-up game where it's like Batgirl... Um, Supergirl, all the black, uh, black cat, yeah, all of the DC kind of female characters, um, yeah. and it's just like a fun, a fun beat 'em up game for people to play with their kids. Oh, that's cool. And what, uh, what's like the last boss going to be, Batman? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon, now it's time for the real news. So first one that we will cover is Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword is coming to the Switch. Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword was originally released on November the twentieth, twenty eleven. And that was released for the Wii, and then later released on the Wii U eShop. Now, this game is supposed to be one of the better Zeldas, but mm. the thing about it was back when it was released on the Wii, in order to play it, you actually ended up having to buy a uh, an add-on that you would plug into the bottom of the Wii, which was the Wii Motion Plus. Later on, they, they released new controllers that had Wii Motion Plus built in, but just kind of having it like that really had a barrier of entry to it. And I don't know yeah. what they ended up doing or how they released it with the Wii U. I don't believe it had um, controller support there, but now it does. So the game, like with it being on the Wii, the, the kind of mechanic around it is you use the Wii mote to actually swing your sword. So for the first time ever, it's going to be coming to the Switch. And it's also going to be able to use the Joy-Cons as like the sword controller the same way it was before. Um, as well as for the first time ever having it um, mapped to your buttons. So if you're going to be swinging your sword, you use the right joystick is going to control the sword swinging throughout the game. Which that one always that when I remember when they said that, I remember thinking that was my only question because so then how are you going to you can't use two sticks like for controls, right? Because one stick is now exclusively your sword. So I was yeah, I'm sure they're going to be doing a lot more. I'm sure it's going to be um, your the trigger buttons are likely going to have um, a lot more things like your Z target. So you use Z target probably with like L2, yeah. move around with the one joystick, and then you're and then you can kind of probably jump and, and dodge with like whatever. Let's say L1, and then from there use your the other joystick for your sword. Yeah, but I, I know what you I know exactly what you mean though in terms of like okay. I want. I, I would definitely want to try it out for myself, but I am excited because I never played Skyward Sword, and like I said, it's supposed to be one of the better Zelda games. But you could also just use the Joy Cons because, man, Twilight Princess, that shit was awesome, and that was the same thing. Uh, you would swing the the remote to control the sword, and you could block with the shield. Like so, it, it actually felt more like your left hand was your left hand, and like it was very engaging. So mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like, and they were actually releasing a special controller that is specifically for this or or the two uh, the joy-con things yeah that the yeah. left one's the shield and like the right one's the sword and it's got its own yeah, emblems it and like you can tell that i'm just watching this i watched this segment that the uh like the announcer like the creators or the director i don't remember his role in the game but you could tell that he wanted people to play this game it's like this game was amazing mm -hmm. it didn't get played as nearly as much as it should is like just try it it's excellent so i really hope that a lot of people do and because this thing was the groundwork for um uh winds of the wild or uh 
Fuck, I'm trying. Breath of the Wild. I was through a complete blank. <laughs> uh, I was saying like out of the outer wilds again, but <laughs> this thing was like laid the groundwork that made that game what it is. Yeah. Uh, it like it's so. It, it, you got to you got to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm mean, I'm stoked. Um, okay, the next one I was gonna we'll save the next one because that one's my personal favorite one, so we'll just save it for oh, last. Oh, me too. So let's breeze, we'll we'll breeze through the other two quickly. So uh, they ended the show by showing off Splatoon three. Um, Splatoon is kind of Nintendo's version of a shooter, but in, instead of killing people, you use different weapons to throw paint down. And paint, rec- uh, paint is like the color of the paint is your team's like territory. So if you're if it's blue versus pink, you have to slap down as much paint as you can, um, and you have to have more paint on the ground than blue. If you you can run faster in your own color, and you run slower in the other team's color. So it's and, it, and you can also turn into an octopus. But once you say that, people kind of get lost. But <laughs> but either way, it looks yeah. really cool. Um, Splatoon one and two are, are both really great games. But Splatoon three, from what they showed so far, it looks like they're moving into more of an open world. Um, Splatoon style, so it looks really cool. Ooh. Full character creation. You have your little buddy that's this little like oh, I don't even know what chicken he is, but he, he's a fish. Yeah, he's like a fish, fish chicken, chicken. Um, with a mohawk and the big eyes. He was very cute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one is a quick announcement. But it, I'm, I'm excited about it. And then after that, um, to start the show, they announced the new characters for Super Smash Brothers, and that was Pyra and Myra. And no, Mithra. sorry, that's not Myra. That's Mithra. Mithra, yeah, Pyra and Mithra. And they come from Xenoblade Chronicles. So they're a duo. Um, I never played Xenoblade Chronicles, but I wasn't... Well, okay, I know there's a lot of people out there that are very excited about this announcement, so I'm not going to shit on it. But for me personally, <laughs> that it had zero. It had zero, like, move the needle. Um, I was hoping, praying for Crash Bandicoot, but that's okay. That's that's one day. Um <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the in my opinion, the biggest and best announcement for the whole Nintendo Direct Without is the return, the return of Mario Golf. Hell yes, that is almost Mario a Golf. system seller for me. Let's go, Mario Golf Super Rush is coming to the Nintendo Switch, and it come tees off on June twenty fifth. Um, it's going to offer similar to if you've ever played Wii Sports, you'll have the you can use the Joy-Con to swing the golf club and actually play that way. And it is also going to feature a full story mode where you make your me character and you have your story mode similar to the older ones such as the Mario, Mario Tennis. Golf game, the the very excellent Mario Golf game on Game Boy Color as well as Mario Tennis yeah, on Game Boy Color. I was going to say, man. Um, that's like my favorite they, Game Boy game of all time. Brandon, you're going to love my um, indie love section because oh. let me tell you, Brandon good uh <laughs> so either way this is the first mario golf game to come since mario golf world tour which was on the 3ds back in 2014 prior to that was mario golf advanced tour on the game boy advance in 2004 and then they had the very excellent toadstool tour on gamecube which is in 2003 then what we were just talking about the game boy color one which is 1999 and the then best. the original mario golf on the n64 and also the year 1999 but mario golf's great i love mario golf and the story mode of mario golf is also great oh that's and that's so i've i've only played like i played mario golf on 64 i waited weeks to get a copy for rental because I, I, I couldn't buy it at the time because I was a child uh, <laughs> and I had to wait for like a birthday or something to come up but I waited weeks to rent it 
and it was so much fun. And this just to see, like Mario Tennis for Game Boy, that was my favorite because of the one player. I loved yep. like building up my stats and getting better, more intense games and like faster and whatever. Like something about it just spoke to me. So seeing that the there's a games. single player like this, oh, the mini games were were awesome too. But to have a single player in Mario Golf where you play a me and just you're kind of work your way up to the through the ranks, I think that has so much potential. To just be ooh, sorry, a little young. <laughs> I think it just has so much potential to be just like that same type of magic and fun, but in so much better graphics, more modern age. Yeah. And the couch, the couch co-op of Mario Golf is tough to beat. It's fun too, because then everyone who's not, they can master their controller and the characters just scream and yell and shit. <laughs> but it's it's just Mario Golf's great. I I honestly cannot wait. Like that's that's a day one. That's a day one purchase for sure. That's like a book book off of work, Man. day one type of purchase. <laughs> if they ever came out with a bundle that was like Smash Bros and Mario Golf with the Switch for the first bot time buy, that that would be tempting. That might come bring me out to to buy one. So, well, I would say wait. Wait for Switch Pro and then buy it. Um, but that was the Nintendo Direct. So, Brandon, one more quick one, and then we'll kind of keep it rolling. Um, so, they've announced a Twisted Metal live-action series. How are you going to say that that's a quick stopover? I know. Okay, I know. All right, so let's start it In off. What so, it's going is to be, it is going to be produced by Michael Jonathan Smith, and he is the producer of Cobra Kai. Oh. And it is also going to be written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, and they are the writers of Deadpool 1 and 2, as well as Zombieland 1 and 2, and the very excellent sci-fi flick called Life with, uh, I think, Ryan Gosling's in it. Oh, it sounds familiar. Uh, it's really good. They're in space. There's a parasite. It's like alien, but because life it's, to it's me cool. is is a comedy with uh, Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Need Martin Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, that where they get falsely convicted of a of a, of a murder basically and get sentenced oh, no. to life in prison. Back in like old school times where the world was a lot more racist that or arguably however you want to say that it was way more overtly worse for anyone like it, for diversity like i don't know how mm-hmm. the fuck to say that in 2020 either way they'll get yeah. canceled uh, but you get the goddamn point they get wrongly convicted and they go to jail for life and it's just apart from the situation it's a hilarious movie uh, all right well it is not that life yeah. and i was wrong it is not ryan gosling it's jake gyllenhaal and ryan reynolds the same are person. in this life movie uh but it's good i recommend it either way yeah. um the twisted metal movie so it's going to be produced and written by them it is obviously based off of the video game series Twisted Metal. Uh, original one came out in 1995. There's been eight kind of franchise games since then, as well as two spin-offs. Uh, growing up, Twisted Metal 2 is and always will be one of my favorite, or at least from like a nostalgic memory mm-hmm. moment. Twisted Metal 2 just is like in my heart. Twisted Metal Black is one of the coolest games oh. that like I've ever played. The story of each of the characters in Twisted Metal Black is just so fucked up. Um, let me, before we before we go into that, let, I guess we'll just kind of preface it, but Twisted Metal as a whole, it is a destruction derby style game. So each character is more so represented by the car that they drive. 
and they are competing in this world tour- tournament called Twisted Metal, where the kind of the guy who runs it, his name is Calypso, and if you win Twisted Metal, you get one wish granted. But kind of the caveat of it is usually he twists the words, so someone will ask for something, and like that sounds great, but if you like, he'll take it more at face value, and then the person ends up getting like fucked up. Um, like in Simpsons, I highly... with the the monkey's Sorry? paw. Simpsons, the monkey's paw. You ever yes. seen it in Treehouse of Horrors, <laughs> where like they wish to be famous, but then everybody hates them because they're so fucking famous, and then everybody hates them, and it's not it's terrible. Or the turkey sandwich, the turkey is dry. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> it, it's great. Yeah. So, um, so the game is going to, or sorry, the the TV show. So the live action TV show is reported to be centered around an as yet unnamed protagonist trying to complete uh trying to complete delivery in a post-apocalyptic world that sounds like it'd be pretty cool in exchange for promise of a better life so i'm guessing like i said it's going to that person is going to try and be doing something to win the tournament um sweet tooth is going to make an appearance sweet tooth is the like if there's no character that represents twisted metal more than sweet tooth he is a maniacal clown that his head is on fire and he drives a badass ice cream truck Mm mm-hmm and uh, a machete and this, that's, this is my question it's like I was wondering I'm like how one are they going to make this like give this a storyline to make it a show but then like like even a movie would be tough but a show is probably even tougher because uh, at the end of the day it just kind of sounds like Mortal Kombat with cars <laughs> yeah that's true which I will watch <laughs> don't don't get me wrong especially with Cobra Kai producer which that show as we talked about in the past hits way above its weight class on how good it is uh it has no business being as good as it is uh and then deadpool fucking hilarious and Zombieland also amazing so i have full faith that they will come up with something that involves a demonic ice cream truck yeah. <laughs> and what else goes okay, Brandon, with it? Bef- I don't know. Uh, before we jump off though yeah, yeah. favorite twist metal character uh oh, it's been so long since i played um I used to obviously like there's Sweet Tooth, which everybody loves, but I used to love the guy that is like crossed into the giant Axel. Axel, yeah. Axel. Where he is literally the axle between two giant wheels and he's Brandon, just like fully you... exposed. <laughs> Axel Axel was my favorite character. Oh nice. So he's so Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Neat>. Uh <laughs> Axel's sick. Yeah. But that was in the news again. Sorry, it, well that was well, it was a long one, but we have to get through all those freaking crazy ass announcements. Oh, so Blizzard's going to be sweet. Nintendo's going to be sweet. Twisted Metal's going to be sweet. And with that, Brandon, let us continue. Let this ball continue to roll. And we are going to be jumping over to Today in Video Game History. Nice. All right, welcome to this week in video game history or today in video game history, I guess. Um, Brandon, today we are going to be going over games that came out in the past for both February 22nd as well as February 23rd. So those are the two days we're going with. Um, So Brandon, let's kick it off with how we kind of run this segment is I bring up a game that came out in the past. If Brandon wants to talk about it, we stop. Otherwise, we keep going. So, Brandon, let's kick it off. February 22nd, 2005, 16 years ago, Gran Turismo 4 is released on the PS2. Uh, You know what? I'm going to say that we'll talk about Gran Turismo when Sony sends us our free copy 
of Gran Turismo 6. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's the dream, Brandon. It's gonna happen one day. Yeah, one day, one day. He's gonna fucking get it. Um, <laughs> all right, Brandon. <laughs> February twenty second, two thousand eleven. Ten years ago, Bulletstorm is released on PS three and Xbox three sixty. Yeah, it's also a pass. I yeah. Do you ever did you play Bulletstorm? Or no? I think so. If it's the one I'm thinking of, I actually played it not long ago. Like it was a you free kick game. People in the junk. Sorry. You gotta kick people in the junk. Yeah, that's like it was just like a, a bro comedy shooter, and I remember yeah. thinking it wasn't that great. So I had better things to play. So I never. Played no, it. It, it, you're exactly right. It was made by Cliff Bosinski, the guy who made Gears of War. Oh. But it was like it was okay. It was fun, but whatever. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, moving on. February twenty second, two thousand eleven. Fallout New Vegas Dead Money DLC is released for PC and PS three. Uh, New Vegas was awesome, but. I was seeing now that it's DLC. I never played the DLC. I'm a I'm a hit it and quit it type of thing for for games. <laughs> like I bought that probably at launch. Fought my way through all the wasteland of bugs uh, and glitches in that game. Had a great time. Put it away. Never turned it on again. So you yeah. know what? I actually I'm gonna pass. Cool. Uh, Ten years ago, Brandon, February twenty second, two thousand eleven, Killzone three, oh. the very excellent Killzone three, is released on PS three. Launch title for PS three, if I remember correctly. I do believe so. Which, the Killzone series, a lot of people have talked about how they want to see that come back. Um, I want to see it come back. And which, you know what? I think it would actually almost be better if if it didn't, but like it was reimagined, because. Mm. Like, I loved Killzone. I loved playing them. But do you remember what it's about? I don't fucking know what it's about. I just knew I was killing, like, like futuristic neo-Nazi type things. Yeah, like, the Hel- Helgas? Or Hel- yeah, Helgen? Helgen? Helgas? One of the two. Like, so that's what I mean. Like, I don't know what the story was, but it was so much fun. And the characters were really cool and, like, all that. So I feel like Sony could just do, like... Like they could call it whatever they want, or like Killzone Rebirth, and mm-hmm. like do it or Killzone Origins, and just make a story that's actually a story with a badass first-person shooter with like some RPG mechanics. You yeah, know? like be- yeah, I think I think Killzone's thing. So Killzone as a game, it was fun, and like this game, it, it has an eighty-six percent Metacritic. Like it's in in terms of a shooter, it's a very fun game. Oh, I do agree with you. So the pretty. story was a little bit. A little bit more forgettable, mm-hmm. but with Killzone, the thing about Killzone always was its graphics. Yeah. Oh my and god, like, they you, were good. Yeah, and like even I went back and just watched the Killzone three video when I was making the show notes, and and like it still holds up, man. For PS three, like it still looks real good. Which is and do, do you remember all the controversy with Killzone two? And I think it was like E three two thousand five, and they announced Killzone two, which was go and 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 as part of that announcement, like PS three wasn't out yet. Yeah. And they're toting that like this is in-game graphics and everyone was losing their shit they're like there's no way it can be in-game graphics like it looks yeah. so good blah 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 blah. and yeah killzone i like killzone's cool i do agree so sorry let me let me rephrase this i was gonna say i do agree with you that like i'm cool with it staying like dead but if i had to pick between a new killzone and a new resistance Ooh. game i would for sure pick resistance oh yeah and that's what I was I was in my mind I'm like if you say differently <laughs> over but but, <laughs> but Brandon uh, but yeah, but Brandon I would love to see the Killzone team build that game though for the graphics like come out and shock and awe the hell out of me with a with a Killzone worthy PS5 graphical game 
But yeah, but Insomniac Insomniac makes resistance, so Insomniac can for sure hold their own. But but with not. Killzone, so the the one saving grace with Killzone, I guess, if they were to do a new one, mm-hmm. is Killzone's made by Gorilla, who made um, Zero, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is also True. like so. So it's like a new Killzone game by Gorilla. Gorilla has leveled up as a studio like crazy since making that game. Fair enough. And I retract all previous statements then. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would be down for a new Gorilla first person shooter now that they've learned so much from from Horizon making arguably one of the like one of the best games on PS4. Yeah, 100%. Which then argu- like vis-a-vis one of the best games of that generation because Xbox One brought very little to the table. Yeah. Uh, well, can Continuing on, Brandon. Uh, or actually, anything else for Killzone, or are we good? Go? Oh, I was just picturing what the like the bastard love child of Guerrilla Games and Insomniac would look like, and like, fuck, man, that baby That's would have to watch out. There'd be like, there'd be pedos coming up the street nonstop for that baby if they if they did it. On February twenty second, two thousand and twelve, <laughs> nine years ago, Brandon Alan Wake, uh, Alan Wake's American Nightmare DLC is released on the three sixty. Uh, yet again, DLC whatever uh alan wake though even though it's uh almost 20 years or 10 years old still on my backlog to play because uh, it's free on game pass right now yeah i i want to check out alan wake alan wake's always look like a pretty cool premise and concept of the game but that's for another day brandon yeah which uh, we might actually two play years ago time. two years ago brandon on february 22nd 2019 your favorite game of the year, Anthem, came out on <laughs> PS4 and Xbox One. That's your stay filthy or, mouth. Stay or go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to stay, though. Just because we need to relish in the... Like, if anyone was listening, I think it was last week that we were bashing on Bioware for basically shitting the bed on everything and anything Anthem. Uh, and prime example of E3 trailers that came out that made people go nuts with like how fucking good that game looked from what like five years ago like i think those trailers came out three four years before of gameplay and then it was like what came out that a year before the game was supposed to launch nobody had done anything on it and they scrambled to put this game together last minute and it's such a shame because the gameplay is amazing like you play as these like futuristic gundam level mech suits that are battling monsters and it's supposed to be a looter shooter type of game and the flying was amazing the combat felt so good the weapons were so cool the powers the characters so good the other thing the storyline was actually really good it was really well written and actually really engaging but my god with all of that how did they fuck this up so (laughs) badly that it was almost unplayable like i remember like we played the beta together and it was a nightmare to try and get to start up like people couldn't even get the beta going uh for two days of their free weekends to play it and then like when the game launched and uh, i think me and eric actually still bought it but by the time i got to some of these bosses like i was getting hit by energy waves that i was dodging but like it wasn't animated properly so like you couldn't actually see the whole blast rate like range of what was hitting you you're like i'm dodging like i am clearly 10 feet away from what the energy bolt and it's still hitting me and like off screen like then there's the whole loot disaster where basically you realize that the starter pistol was more powerful than the epic elite gear at the end of the game because of their their flawed algorithm for their damage 
then there's no f like and if a looter shooter doesn't have any loot then what are you even doing like it's just <laughs> like you, you know there's no uh you know there's so much it's such a disaster and i've i've wanted to love it so much to the point where i still i've gone back uh i'd say every six months and reinstall reinstalled it and played it to see if they fixed it yet and they still haven't made it anywhere close to what was promised and i'm pretty sure that plug is going to get pulled on that game like it's just yeah god if you couldn't tell mike was joking before when he said it was my favorite game of the year just just in case there was any <laughs> misconceptions there uh sorry oh, mikey what, let me let's talk about your disappointment with anthem no so i never i i unlike you did not buy anthem because <laughs> like obviously we played the beta and yeah the beta okay so when it worked it was fun so right? much fun and, and and like the game had so much potential and i think all of us well all of us you and i and i guess our group of friends yeah. we were all hoping it was going to be good oh, i think yeah. we were all hoping that like okay this is finally a game where we can all come in together play it enjoy it like hang out online um, but it was not that. Not at all. Um, it, it's the same thing that I kind of worry about, again, with the Avengers and, and just any game. Like, games like that are much easier on mobile, right? Where it's just content, content, content. Because games like that is, like, the only way those games survive and those games thrive mm -hmm. is just a ridiculous amount of content, right? But the problem is when it's a AAA game like Anthem or a AAA game like Avengers, it takes a lot of work, to make content for those games it's full art teams it's full animators it's just a lot of working parts to kind of get those going so again like i'm guessing when they saw the sales and how much work it was to fix all the bugs and do all that type of stuff and that they, they just cut their loss at that point and so. like i think they I think made they a few attempts at fixing it they tried but um i think they they just left that one dead in the water because yeah it's only been two years ago and and that's a that's a game as a service type of game so that those games are supposed to be like five to ten year plus kind of games and they haven't said shit for anthem in no. a year and that's it like it it was broken from the ground like that's the thing they had like they had so many good things as i talked about before they still have some of the best flying open world mechanics i have ever experienced in any game uh and like even the classes were so good that they felt different the weapons that were specific like the different types of weapons you could get for each guy was a blast so much fun but when you have like no loot progression for a looter shooter you're fucked because your audience of people that say play play borderlands or diablo established looter shooter types of games or dungeon crawlers mm -hmm. that's it like that's what people want and once your loot's yeah. shown to be broken, it doesn't do anything, then, you know, fuck out the way, you know? <laughs> yeah, too many other things to take someone's mind at that point. So Insert either way, Brandon, soundtrack. One, yeah, one day will be good. But on February 23rd, let's keep growing, or keep going, not growing. We are growing up gaming, though. Uh, so let's keep going. Uh, 26 years ago, on February 23rd, 1995, Brandon, NBA Jam Tournament Edition is released on the SNES. Uh, that's a pass for me. Okay, we'll we'll pass through, but only because I don't think you know this, Brandon. Do you know about NBA James' incredible ability to have unlockable characters by any chance? Uh, no. I never played played it. So, Brandon, 
NBA Jam is a two-on-two arcade basketball game. It's pr- it is the first real kind of big hit from Midway in terms of like like okay. arcade basketball. Okay. Um, all those classic things of it's on fire and he's heating up, all that good shit. Um, <laughs> huge alley oops where you throw an alley oop and the guy's like thirty feet in the air spinning, doing through the legs and slam the ball down. If you get three shots in a row, that goes on fire and and when you score, the <clears> net <throat> catches on fire and stuff. So but like either what way, street became like, eventually. <laughs> amazing game but one of the crazy things about nba street or uh, sorry nba jam from back in the day is it was a lot easier to put in people without like all these laws and suing and all that type of shit <laughs> so brandon here's here's a list of some of the unlockable characters from nba jam tournament edition are you ready <laughs> yep. bill and hillary clinton <laughs> <laughs> why prince prince charles okay uh heavy d the rapper MCA, Ad-Rock, and Mike D of oh, the Beastie Boys. Nice, nice. Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. Okay, yep, amazing. <laughs> uh, Larry Bird, who is a basketball player. And then, there, so those are the big ones, and then the rest you can get, like, like the, the Chicago Bulls mascot, the, the Charlotte Hornets mascot. Um, there's a couple baseball players in here, other basketball players, things like that. But the fact that they got Bill Clinton, they got Prince Charles, so good. they got Heavy D. You got Will Smith, man. Yeah. You, can play Will, you can play the Fresh Prince in a basketball game. It's so sick. That's pretty amazing. So either way, that's it. NBA Jam's sick. It's so much fun. Continuing on, 22 years ago, Brandon, February 23rd, 1999, Marvel Superheroes vs. Street Fighter is released on PlayStation. So that one I was confused about because I had actually, like, is that just Marvel vs. Capcom then? It's Marvel vs. Capcom, Capcom before. But... It's before Marvel vs. Capcom. So this was the first one. Oh, okay. This is the first game. It's not like the Marvel. It's the first game in the Marvel verse, um, versus series, I should say. Mm. Um, and then from here, okay. they realized that it's like holy shit! Like this game sold like crazy, um, and it was really fun. Like if you see the game and if you play the game, it feels and looks very much like Marvel vs. Capcom one. Okay. Um, and then they took that and, and instead of it being Marvel vs. Street Fighter, they expanded it to Marvel versus all of Capcom. And then obviously we know what happened from there. Yeah, glory. Yeah, See, I never but it's cool. It, it's cool. Grandfather to the mall, so you know what? Fucking awesome. OG. So eleven years ago, Brandon, February twenty third, two thousand ten, Heavy Rain oh. came out on the PS three. Now that was wild. Did you did you ever play that? I did play it. Man, that uh, it like it's been so long since I've played it. So I, I almost mm-hmm. I had to like. Well, as we're speaking right now, as I buy time, I'm looking at some images just to rekindle my my memory, but. That was, for anyone that doesn't know, like Telltale style game where it's story driven, like heavily story story driven. And it's a murder mystery, like investigation game where any ending is possible. Like you could completely fuck up and just like the murderer gets away and you could also solve everything and like have some people die, some people not die. And then, like, if one character dies, then he's not going to be there for this other person. It's going to fuck them over in some way. Like, a very, very organic, twisty-turny kind of game. Uh, they also, they also it was the same people that made uh, Detroit Beyond Human. Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of what they learned from Heavy Rain, they brought into that game. Where it's like, yeah, your decisions matter. There's a crazy amount of different skill or decision trees. Yeah. So you can go back and play the game like four times and get different endings, get different things happening. It's really cool. Yeah. And that one was cool too because after you finished a section, you could see, like, they'd show you uh, how many different tree branches there were at different points and what you did and the percentage of how many, of like where you fell. So, like, if a million people played the game, 
and it says like 600,000 chose to do this where you chose to do this and you could be like that one where one percenter that's like like you thought to do something that nobody else <laughs> don't did. don't save the girl yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you went home <laughs> uh, but yeah heavy rain super cool very like i think that was the first not the first of its kind yeah. obviously but like the first no the first heavy, of those three series yeah yeah and like yeah. the first like tr- like triple a looking heavy duty telltale style game that i was aware of Mm-hmm. So they all came from uh, creative director, the director David Cage, um, and then he did Heavy Rain, and then Beyond Two Souls and Detroit Becoming Hum- uh, Become Human. So those are his three games. They're all kind of similar in that style. Uh, Brandon, fun fact for you: David Cage wrote a two thousand page script for all of the different kind of talking points and things <laughs> that are in that game. I believe it. Like the it's amount of, of shit. Big... Yeah. The amount of yeah. characters, like the amount of different characters and how many things that they could do each, it's so cool. And it'd be cool. dirt cheap to play, like to buy now. So if you're into that type of thing and you never played it, give it a try. Uh, I actually think on that note, um, so if you have a PS5, if you're like cool enough to have a PS5, uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But either way, if you have a PS5, um, so the PlayStation Collection is a whole bunch of different games that Sony gives for free, games like God of War last of us one just some really amazing games and i believe that detroit become human is part of that as well oh, shit, okay. so if you buy the if you buy the console you get the game 100 percent for free uh from day one as long as you have playstation plus yeah which oh man that collection is excellent like, very excellent which but like, brandon if, and also though oh, go, i gotta okay, say go, go, i gotta go, go. Do, no 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 finish uh, it no no finish your thought finish your thought i'm sorry i gotta do, no 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 it's okay yeah and on that note with a shameless plug for the psn collection Days Gone is also on that list of games you can play for free, which was one of my fi- like that was one of my game of the year picks for uh, for 2019 when that came out, and it did it got mediocre to bad reviews for some reason. Like some of those reviews that I I was I listened to, I literally wanted to slap the person speaking because I'm like you're an idiot. Like that's not a real criticism. Like I'm a, for context of that, the main character is a biker. And they're like, oh, he's not nice enough. He's a little mean. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's a goddamn outlaw. He murders people. Like, what do you want? Like, someone to in like hug and kiss you? In like, a, in like a fucking apocalyptic zombie wasteland. Exactly. Like, he's no more crass than anyone on Sons of Anarchy. Like, he's like a Jax Teller almost. Yeah, he can be a dick, but you fucking love him. And the game is amazing. So, Days Gone, also, if you get that, you should 100% play that. <laughs> All right, sweet. All right, Brendan, let's get back on track. Yep. February, nine years ago, February 23rd, 2012, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm is released actually in Japan. So whatever, that's a fake cheat, but it came out on PS3 and Xbox 360. Just installed the uh, the newest one on my PS5. I love that series. So much fun. Freaking Naruto. Yeah, Naruto. Uh, I'm an anime nerd. What can I say? And Brent, it's like such a good fighting five, game. Five years ago, February 23rd, 2016, Far Cry Primal comes out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I really liked Primal. I thought it was I so much Primal fun. Too. Um, I liked Primal too. I platinumed Primal. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I did not platinum it, but I did everything. Like, it was one of those things where I didn't trace, like, chase down every achievement, but I had everything unlocked. I had every weapon. I had, like, I, I played it to completion, as I would say. Yeah, I, it's I sick. Like, I haven't played a game that's set in like 10,000 AD or whatever, like, like caveman era. 
Um, and it was really fun, the, the kind of building and crafting your weapons from, like, you start off with just, like, a, a stick. Yeah. And kind of getting up to, like, some pretty cool bow and arrows and, and some things like that. You get yeah. a saber-toothed tiger as a pet. Like, come on. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, anyone that's played the Far Cry series knows that it's, like, it's a story-driven, like, first-person, uh, explorative, open-world hunt animals to build, like, like if you want to you want to carry more items you fucking kill some animals you build a, a like an animal like a tiger backpack and a then you can do yeah. it and yeah. uh and the stories were always outlandish and fun but far cry primal's story was pretty light and it was just 10,000 bc super fun time sharpening bones to like make uh, an automatic crossbow gun that shoots like your enemy's bones at them type of shit yeah it was wild that was cool and it was short and, and that's it didn't overstay its welcome it was it was shorter um than your standard far cry game is kind of like the 0.5 in between the two or in between the the main entries so i liked it i was all for primal um but brandon continuing on four years ago february 23rd 2017 near automata comes out in japan on the ps4 so cool so artsy and weird and fun and like the, every time you beat it the storyline changes you play as new characters it's like playing an anime uh and i think it was made by wasn't it square enix yeah it was definitely square uh that was a fun little like i would say i, I don't know unfortunately i would still rate it at like an eight overall but okay it is, that's so good it's like one of those games that is so beloved by so many people and hits that special niche like if it if it tickles your fancy, then your fancy is fucking fluffed. Like it is, <laughs> you are tickled. <laughs> it is a, it is a, it is the eight that you take home to mom and dad because she's just the best. You know, she cooks, she awesome. cleans, she's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it it's fun. So if you know if you watch a trailer and it looks like your jam, then it is, uh, like it will be a hundred percent. But if you watch it and he's like it kind of looks weird, then probably don't try it. So, Brandon, um, it's only a rumor right now. By next week's episode, I'll be able to confirm and or deny. But the rumor right now is Nier is going to be on this or on March's PlayStation Plus free game. Oh, okay. So hopefully if it is, then obviously everyone can go and play it and, and do all that. But I'm excited. I haven't I haven't played Nier. It looks really cool. I don't know the premise. I don't actually know much about even the gameplay of it. So I'd be going in pretty pretty fresh virgin eyes on that one. So if it is free, I'm I'm excited to kinda to check it out and dive in. Which like if it is free, I'm really happy for everybody that gets to try it, like you. But then I, on one part of me is sad because it's a game I own and that's a free game that I'm like, ah, oh, I've just I don't get anything. But that's fine. I I I love to see the smile on your face when you play it and that's you tell it. me about it. All right, we will go over it. if it is true. We will go over it. Um, and that's it. That that was uh, today or this week in video game history. And Brandon, let's uh, let's jump over to the new segment. Let's let's give it a try. So let's with that, let us jump over to zero to hero. Welcome to Zero to Hero. So the kind of premise around this segment is there's a lot of games that I have played that Brandon has not and Brandon has played that I have not. So whenever one person kind of takes on a game where, not that they're struggling, but it's just a newer game, they want to know some tips or some things that it's like, hey, what are some things that like you wish you knew when you started playing this game? So 
Brandon, just finally, after years of bothering him, has finally turned on <laughs> Dead Cells for the first time. Uh, was today the first time you started playing it? It was. Sick. Yeah. So Brandon f just started playing Dead Cells, and he has some questions, because Dead Cells is definitely a game that, like, yeah, there, there's a lot to learn at the beginning. It's, it's kind of overwhelming. I remember a lot of things where when I started, I was like, I don't get this. Um, or just even, whatever, just tips and tricks. So, Brandon, I'll throw it over to you. You can kind of preface it. Um, how has Dead Cells been going so far? And, and let's, let's, let's jump into it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so this actually started because I was frantically looking shit up as I started playing it. Because literally, uh, the game, first impressions, I'll go with that, that it looks cool, the premise is cool, roguelike, all that's fun. The humor definitely seems to be there. Right off the bat, the game lets you know that it's going to be funny. Which, so I, I like that. But, so I I just kind of started running. Like, I looked at the controls, and I followed yeah. things, and there's zero mm -hmm. hand-holding so far. No. So, like, yeah. no. I I just started jumping. I go through the controls. Like, yeah, 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 okay. Then I get hit by something, and they're like, oh, you should have dodged by pushing B. And I'm like, well, thanks, fucking tips. Like, okay, what else are you going to tell me until I need to know? So, uh, <laughs> basically, I was just running and i killed a bunch of enemies i got all this gold i got all these like the blue currency that are cells and then i'm like well i know this is a roguelike i'm like how the fuck do i spend all this shit then i get like this blueprint for a weapon i'm like oh cool like i get a new weapon like how do i do that no fucking clue and then uh yeah so i'm i'm fucking running and like uh eventually i get to like this guy called the collector and i guess i'm done the first stage and he's like oh shit man like give me the, like buy some of these permanent upgrades because at first i had no clue i'm like well like i was getting upgrades that you could find that you'd have to choose between like a red purple or green item and then i was getting powers and i'm like this is getting really cool and then i fight this boss and then i, f I kill the boss and then i get to this next stage and i feel underpowered and then i just get fucking wrecked and I lose everything and I start all the way back at the start of the game which like a Soulsborne player like I'm used to but all the like the weapons I had got was were gone I had like I don't know all this shit I, I had that was just gone I'm like how like I, I don't know I was just so lost and then like me and Mike were talking earlier about the different areas and then he's talking about which area do I choose to go to next. I'm like, how the fuck do you choose how to go to an area? I woke up in a prison. I died in a different stage. And now I'm back in a prison. I'm like, how do you choose? So it is a very confusing game that I could see. You could spend like a couple hours running aimlessly if we didn't hit up the internet like crazy. Or ask a good uh, experienced veteran of the dead cells like Mikey here. So Mikey, can you give me some like tips tricks uh like explain where the hell all my fucking blueprints went and like how all that <laughs> yes. stuff works <laughs> yes okay all right so let's start from the beginning so with those three colors okay so there's three types of classes there is um there's the the red the purple and the green right so those those builds it's brutality is the red survival is green and the last one is tactics and that's and that's purple so think of it as brutality is those weapons that you that are under the kind of the brutality builds yeah. are much more focused on kind of like strength and attack 
um, tactical, so the purple, those weapons are a little bit more unique. So they're usually a lot more associated with a type of element. Mm -hmm. And then survival, those weapons are more of like the, as if you're going a survivor build for that one, you'll have more overall health. Um, and those weapons are a little bit more shield related, a little bit more defensive, um, things like that. As a as starting off, I would recommend going with probably survival. Um, a really good blueprint if you get it at the beginning and like a really good kind of entry class is try to do freeze. So there's yeah, one, I believe it's just yeah. called freeze blast. Um, and so that I one did get freeze really blast great. actually. Okay. I, I, okay well, cool. I was whacking at this golden wall and then all of a sudden the game yells at me and says I've pissed off the gods and I will die after getting hit one more time. And I'm like, what the fuck? But I got this crazy Kamehameha like ice blast thing and then I died and it was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, so how it works, Brandon, is... Okay, let me... Uh, what's the first... Okay, so for your blueprints. Yeah. Let's start at blueprints. Yeah. So as you're going as you're going through the game, um, certain enemies will carry a specific blueprint. And you can also find these blueprints in each of the biomes, which are the levels. And the blueprints are anything from a new weapon to a new costume to... I forget the name of it, but pretty much in between biomes, you get a pick. You know when you... There's like the YOLO one and the... Um, when you kill someone, you get like... Uh, for the next eight seconds, you do like 20% more damage. Yeah. You know those ones? I think they're called mutations. Yes, yes, mutations. So either way, yeah. So it's the mutations, the weapons, and outfits. I think outfits come later. Either way. I got outfits. I so dressed up as Santa. If you, if, you collect, if you collect a blueprint, if you die in that biome before completing the biome, you lose that blueprint. Oh, so what you, if, so at okay. the early stage, if you're fine, you'll find blueprints like a lot because you're this is when you're collecting weapons you're doing all that type of stuff so um but there's there's tons of blueprints to find so either way like it goes pretty late like i'm still finding a ton of new like i'm still finding new blueprints as i'm playing okay that's um, good to know so either way so what you have to do is once you collect the blueprint you have to make sure you finish that biome and then when you talk to the collector you give that to him okay so to unlock so now he has the blueprints and now you have to buy them so now you have to purchase them and you buy them by using the cells so you get you get the cells which are those blue circles yeah. and you get the cells by killing the bad guys yeah, yeah. and and then as you collect them again once you get to the end of the biome you'll get to the collector and you can use those to purchase different um your different weapons okay so then is it almost like worth like f rushing and finding where the end of the biome is and then doubling back and killing the like all the enemies and then that way you can like safe travel back with any cells when you get close to death um yes and no in in the earlier stage like it's it's more so i would say just spend the time getting used to everything it's really not like a, a big big like a big problem in the early part you're not going to get many biomes deep before you die anyways um, so in, in like, in, they want you for this first couple part, they want you to kind of just keep going through it. Um, you'll eventually get certain, there's kind of like specific items that are different from blueprints, but those grant you access into, um, other areas and they allow so you got, to do things that you, I got one of those. I got the vine thingy. Yeah, exactly. So that's from the okay, first Okay. So that box, one right? where you press, you press R. Yeah. And it, and it shoots the vine up. Yeah. So there's another one where you can jump and hold down. And when you smash, you'll break through the ground. Um, so they have different things like that. So you want to kind of keep going and get through and get all of those things. And, and sorry, that threw me for a loop because the first one I found 
where you have the little the button tab like the rb button that basically says uh like you walk up to this random statue and it says tickle and i'm like what the fuck like you want me to tickle this statue so then i do it obviously because why not the game's very funny so i didn't know what was going to happen and i think it just started buzzing like with electricity and i think of like it's not doing anything like i'm gaining nothing i'm like all right whatever fuck it i'll i'll figure this out later and uh yeah then i eventually looked it up because i got frustrated and i found out that about the vine like rune and you have that rune yeah. permanently like even if you die you've now yeah. just yeah, accessed yeah. Like yeah you can now that's a permanent that's a, that one will be permanent it will stay with you for the rest of the game um now in terms of picking up so you know when you're going and you see the scrolls and it has one of yeah. the three if not two that you can pick from mm-hmm. so what you want to do with that is depending on the build that you're going for don't don't learn like at least try your best you you will pick up ones where like let's say you're doing a survival build yeah you will pick up kind of a i think it's called like the assassin one and it's a mixture of either tactic or um brutality okay so that's whatever but otherwise anytime you pick up the main one where you can pick from any of the three you want to select the build type that you're doing yeah which makes sense like the weapon so and that will upgrade sorry like the the weapon you're trying to get right yeah so either the weapon or just the overall build so you want like so you have your four overall weapons you have your two that are to your top buttons and then your two that are on your your face buttons Mm -hmm. Um, so like your main weapons and then your the two are kind of um, what's the word like support kind of okay. weapons yeah, yeah. so you want to try and keep those weapons in the same kind of category in order to for it to get the most ideal obviously sometimes you'll kind of use one that's maybe a little bit different but then you aren't having that weapon getting as powered up through those scrolls okay yeah because like and just in that one playthrough I, I started through that I, I had a really good run. Uh, I had uh, this badass bow and arrow that I found that shot like three different arrows at once, pierced people, like did a ton of damage, and it recharged the amount of arrows. Because like, you know how there's an ammo counter? Yep, yep, uh, yep. This one constantly regenerated. So like as fast as yeah. I could shoot, it could almost keep just refilling. And I was just slaying people with this bow and arrow, so then naturally I started using that more. But then I found this ginormous, uh, it was a green hammer that just starts like one shotting people with smashing. And I'm like, well, fuck, like I had a sword <laughs> before. So I was trying to put all my stuff into red and purple. And then now I've got this green thing I want to try. Like, it's cool. So like how, so, you know how many weapons, like, is there a ton of weapons? T- in or? total, there's over 50 weapons. Okay. Um, but I want to say it's closer to probably like 70. Oh, wow. At okay. this point, because with all the DLCs, they release new weapons with it. Um, so there's a ton of different kind of options in the way that you can go about it. Again, as a so I'm not like the fun part of starting off Dead Cells is using all of the weapons for the first time yeah. and you really get to see what you enjoy, all that type of stuff. Um, if I were to make a suggestion to you, because it's something that I don't, I still don't do and, and it's really hurting me later on, is I never. I never took the time to learn how to not to learn how to use the shield, but I never took the time to get the timing down for the shield. Okay. Yeah. So I don't like I very, very, very rarely ever use shields. I will use two attack weapons, but then with that, like it's also you can do one so like I'm saying, the early build that I would recommend doing is using your ice blast. Um, because that just stops the enemy. It really makes it a lot easier. Like it gives you the time to attack. And then using the, um, it's a big hammer. It's called the Nutcracker. Uh, that's what I had. And, and, yeah. 
Yeah, so that one that one inflicts crit. Um, so you get crit damage if a uh, enemy is frozen or rooted. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you would then you would throw your freeze blast. You'd freeze them and then you'd crit damage and smash the shit out of gotcha. them. Gotcha. You want to try and build your loadout so that your weapons are complementary. Yeah. So let's say, yeah, so they have another really kind of easy and good one, which I recommend. So instead of the ice blast, it's a fire one. And then you get the sword, um, ooh, what the heck's it called? Where it has oil on it. Oh, shit. So your sword, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so your sword puts oil on the bad people and then you can throw fire. Which will give like a crit damage bonus. Yeah, and then and then with that one you can also get for your top buttons you can get an oil bomb. So you it's like you throw it and it puts oil all over the place. Um, and then another one that you can get is like a flamethrower. So between okay. the one, it's like you're really fucking with fire in that one. And then they have Which makes sense. poison and frozen and all the different things. Mm-hmm. Which like I remember just thinking that like all that stuff with the synergies and all that is is cool. Like uh, it'd be really nice if say say you upgrade your sword right like in a roguelike where you upgrade your sword and like stuff like that is permanent so that you like next time you do a run you rip through everything you touched before because you've your power more powerful so that's where i was kind of wondering like i'm all for the roguelike i'm all for restarting but like I'm like since each map is kind of randomly generated it looks like like it's never the same that i've that I've found so far. Yeah, so the the order, so when you, so the biomes, okay, so with the biomes, they, I forget how many there are in total. I want to say there is like 12, 12 or 15, but they don't all connect into, so it's like a picture, like a big kind of, like a, a map where you start at the first one and from the first, from the first area in that prison, you can go one of three biomes. And then okay. from those three, they link into like two biomes and then that two, Link. So they all kind of link, and sometimes you can jump between the two. But either way, so that will always remain the same. Yeah, like the starting And the other will. thing... Yeah. Yeah, so the starting point will always remain the same. The order of the biomes will always remain the same. You can go into different biomes and, like, kind of do different routes through. There's, like, a main... There's a main route, which you're, you'll be doing right now, but then you can... As you unlock more of those ruins, you'll be able to access other ones. Yeah. So you'll run through those main ones. Um pretty much and then the only other thing that remains the same between them is the number of scrolls so like the first biome always will have two scrolls oh, okay. and that's it yeah right so it's kind of one of those things where if you want like you if you have both scrolls you can either try and rush out and get to the end of the and like get to the next biome because you get a little reward you can enter in a door if you either I saw that kill actually. 30 yeah. yeah so if you either kill 30 enemies without getting hit or if you beat it in under two, or if you get through the biome in under two minutes, or both, and then you get through both doors, and it just gives you um, extra weapons, things like that. So those will, but the actual layout of the biomes will always change. But the more you play it, like you get to a point where you can just like you just like breeze through it. Like right yeah. now, you'll be very much like you'll you'll stop, you'll explore, blah blah blah. And like I still explore through all the biomes, mm-hmm. but like you like cruise through them. Gotcha. So and that's just and that's just you getting better as a player. Which makes sense and like i remember just looking at like some of the beginner tips just because as soon as i started playing it and i realized i'm like okay like i've played this type of game before uh souls born <laughs> and i'm like all right what's like beginner tips that like things you should do that you don't fuck up on and the first thing i saw was spend your cells on the health potion first so that oh 100 percent. yeah and, that, that, and that's yeah, what i ASAP. did because i'm like yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense but like 
that also makes sense to me if I didn't read this. If I saw a health potion that was permanent, so basically like the health potion from what I get, you can use it once per run, right? Like, so if you're almost dead, you're gonna get fucked up, you, you take the health potion and that's your one shot for that run. For that biome. Biome. So oh, you when refills. you when you finish so okay. when you finish the biome at the before you enter in the next one, there's a like a big vat. Oh vat shit! Yeah, yeah. I did see that. Re, and you can refill and you can refill your thing. So before going okay. to the next one, for sure heal like heal yourself and then um and then take it and and go to the next one. Smart. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Another yeah. just tips just flying out of here. Yeah. Okay. So so more <laughs> tips than your Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> unlikely but funny <laughs> uh but yeah that's so okay so that's that's some good stuff so you're always gonna start at the prison you're always gonna start there and those doors at the beginning that say you can't go through here are because i have to unlock them from the other side probably yeah, right? yeah you'll 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 i i won't get into that but you'll you'll open yeah, it yeah. eventually so which makes sense like i imagine it'll be like any type of inter interwoven like soulsborne game where eventually you're gonna pop through there and be like oh shit i'm at the start again and it's like a checkpoint yeah but, and they just have cool cool shit yeah okay so you know it, that, so that helps a bit and uh yeah either way like my my recommendation is just just enjoy it try try not to overthink too much like try the shields try the weapons see what you like um kind of just get the feel of it all get good at rolling um rolling is your best friend okay so like there's that um don't be afraid to use your um your top buttons your like kind of support weapons yeah. they're on a cooldown. that's what i saw so too. when you when you finish it they'll they'll kind of do that i even i honestly still struggle not struggle but like it's just not something that i'm not always throwing them out when like i kind of should be so just kind of get get used to that and and from there just enjoy like it's so fun it's such a and it's deep like it's a long you can play it for ages um i've been playing it for like i said over 50 60 hours at this point i've done hundreds of runs and i just like you still get the itch every so often to jump in like i told you before i'm in the midst of a run right now yeah. i'm feeling good about it brandon because i've been stuck on this fucking thing for so long this like one so when you do beat the game you unlock it's like um you can move up the difficulty oh, okay. and it makes things harder blah, blah blah so right now i'm on like two d two dc is what it's called and that one's supposed to be the hardest that is like once you get over that hump like i think it goes up to five but once you get over like the two vc is like the big kind of like the one to get over so i've been trying to fucking beat it for so long um <laughs> like here and there not just like sitting yeah, there yeah, grinding it but like here and there um but I, i'm feeling good i'm feeling good about this run right now okay all right so, so where are you going next though what's uh you were talking oh, about okay before. oh yeah you have three biomes okay. that you can choose from Yes, so Brandon, I have three biomes that I can choose from, and I'm going to let you pick, because I don't know which one I want to go into. Okay, so do I go to Underlying Shore, or Undying Shores, Forgotten, I don't even know how to pronounce this word, it's S-E-P-U-L-C-H-E-R, so, Sulfur? Sepu, Is that? Yeah, whatever. Wait, say, I, no, not without, so. without, uh, <laughs> say that one more time so I can actually look at it. S E P U L C H E R. Uh, sepulcher. So sepulch. Okay, we're not going. Fuck that. Yeah. We're not going there. Yeah. Or, or cavern. <laughs> or cavern. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you know, undying shore. That sounded pretty badass. 
Okay, that's the new one. That one came out in that Fatal Falls DLC. Oh, okay. Yeah, wait a name. So it's, it's the second. It's the second of the two levels in the in the DLC. I the only thing that's holding me back from going to that one is I feel like Ooh, because the it's difficulty? the new one, it's going to be super hard. Gotcha. Um, and I don't. And it's the one that I played the least. Mm. So we'll see. I kind of want to just go cavern and take it from there, <laughs> but we shall see. I'm nervous. <laughs> But I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, sepulture can go sepulture itself because I don't know what that means. Yeah, but either way, man, keep shoot, keep sending me questions as they come up. We'll um, do. If you want, if like, if anything, I think the thing that you'll probably ask me the most when you're getting started is you'll have a huge list of blueprints um, to start off with, and it's more so like which ones do I get first? So send pictures. I can we'll post them online, all that type of stuff. If you guys are playing Dead Cells or if you have. Um, please send in to Brandon your favorite Dead Cell builds. And you can shoot that over to us at what's up at grownupgaming.com. There you go. Shameless plug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. So, so, yeah, either way, Brandon, any other questions before we move on? Or are you good? I think I'm good because uh, we still got, well, it looks like two more things to, to do. And yeah, no, we're, we're pretty little- long. <laughs> We're getting longer yeah, and longer right. every episode. I know. We got to cut it. Either way, we got Indie Love and Community Shoutout. So let's quickly get to best. Indie Love so that we can finish her off. <laughs> so with that, Brandon, let's jump over to Indie, Indie Love. Love. All right. All right, Brandon. Remember when we were talking before and you were saying that you loved Mario Tennis and Mario Golf on Game Boy? Yes. So what if I told you that there's a game on the Nintendo Switch that plays exactly like Game Boy Color Mario Golf and was heavily inspired by it? I would tell you, I still don't own a Switch, so I can't fucking play <laughs> it. And that I'm probably going to be really jealous after you explain this game. Okay, so <laughs> for those out there who do have a Switch, um, uh, the game that I wanted to bring this week for Indie Love is called Golf Story. Um, so I was inspired by the new announcement of Mario Golf. I went back. Golf Story, uh, similar to Yoku's Island Express, which I did last week, is a game that I've already beaten. I beat it uh, last year or the year before. But when I heard about Mario Golf coming back, I went and I threw it back on and I started a new file and I started playing through it again. And God, I just this game is so much fun. <laughs> so it is a golf RPG game. It's an adventure RPG game that came out in 2017. The game was developed by Australian studio Sidebar Games and it came out on the Nintendo Switch. So I was actually bummed out about it. I thought it was on all consoles, Brandon. I'm not going to lie. Um, I do obviously have it on the Switch because yeah. that's the only console that it is out for. But I was expecting it to at least be on the other ones um, so that you could play it. But it is a Switch exclusive game. And it is heavily inspired by Game Boy Color Mario Golf. So the game itself, so the story, you play as a down-on-his-luck golfer who is attempting to, to reclaim his childhood love of the game that was passed down to him by his father and the gameplay of it so there's kind of eight unique areas and then within each of the area it has its own there's like a kind of a through story and then each of the own each of the areas which are different like golf clubs so like they're golf um uh yeah golf clubs and you go there and they have their own set of characters they have their own set of side missions they have their own set of um story and like what kind of happens in in that specific area Mm -hmm. and the game a is funny as hell like the writing in it is really good very great sense of humor um it feel it falls under that same if you've ever played pretty much any golf game it's the three click like you click the a button to start 
you click the A button to pick your power and then when it comes back you got to click the A try in like the middle to get your perfect shot. Um, but the cool part is is you can actually as you're running around the world you can you can hit the button and drop your ball anywhere in the world and tee off. <laughs> so they have like a ton of cool like hidden collectibles and things that you go and shoot your shoot the ball at. In terms of I guess like recognition and things like that. So the game was actually nominated in 2017 for best debut indie game at the Game Awards. Nice. But it did it did end up losing out. Well, it lost to Cuphead, which oh, is like a worthy loss. Yeah, a worthy loss and also if it didn't lose to Cuphead, it was also up against Hollow Knight. Oh yeah. So, okay, it's fucked. Yeah. Like you know those <laughs> so, are two of the greatest indie games to come out of the decade like so stiff competition there but it's currently sitting I I believe just under an 80% on Metacritic Um, my personal I would give this game at least an 85 Um, again I really enjoyed it the gameplay is great you you go and you you get new sets of clubs and you update your stats like all the stuff that you found in the old Mario Golf type of games but just with a, a, a really funny story, the the characters are all really fun. All even like kind of the the side missions and the mini games and the things that you do in the world, they're all engaging. They're all unique. You play like uh, you play frisbee golf at one point, <laughs> uh, which is real cool. That's and yeah, it's just a really fun fun game that I highly recommend um, to anyone. Even just go and check it out. Watch some reviews on it. Um, if it's something that kind of tickles your fancy then then go get that fancy phrase of the day (laughs) speaking of uh fancies being tickled though in this game what type of side stories do you have in a golf game like are you trying to like your caddy like got a drug addiction and you have to go like tee off against his fucking dealer to no, you're, like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, your, your caddy is actually pretty jokes. You're, you're, the caddy that you're trying to get, he just doesn't want to fuck with you. Like, he doesn't want to deal with you at all. So, like, you, you, they're like, okay, go win this tournament. Like, maybe we'll talk. And then you win the tournament and they, like, go to, like, the, the rich guy. And, like, they have a lot of things like that. Okay. Um, one of the worlds, one of the worlds, the story mission is you're stuck in this, like, you're stuck in the clubhouse and you're trying to solve a murder mystery. <laughs> Really? And like it's just like cool fun shit like that there's another one where i want to say it was like it's like ducks keep stealing golfers balls so you have to go and like find the duck um find like the hen house and like do all that type of stuff okay that's, um, just that's like, funny it's not that's all good. yeah it's not like all golf golf related but everything takes place in this world of like competing clubhouses and things like that and again it's like a really cute like 60 or 32 bit kind of art style okay um but with just like just great gameplay great music great story um all around just a great game again i highly highly recommend it that sounds interesting it's the whole point of indie love so bring those games that maybe you haven't heard about but i can guarantee you that you'll have a good time playing bring it to game pass that's where all all nintendo indie games seem to be ending up so yeah, I don't think I don't think this one's gonna come to in uh, to to I don't think it will come to any of the other systems. I feel like it's been out long enough. But the studio is currently working on the successor Ooh, to the game. Okay. Um, and instead of it being golf story, it's actually called sports story. Oh. So it's gonna be the same type of premise in terms of like that RPG style, but it's going to include like a number of different sports so then it's really like your mario tennis your mario golf that that um, could be really cool it has i think it has volleyball i actually don't know what all of them i'm trying to say as like media blackout and like there hasn't been too much i think there was like one or two um kind of announcement trailers but besides that i'm i'm just trying my best to to not look at anything because i just want to go into that game like i said i want to go in blind yeah it makes, and just makes enjoy sense. the shit out of it so well, 
because if you have full trust like the first game sounded great the writing was great the gameplay was fun and all that like it makes sense if you can mix that up with like soccer football baseball or who knows maybe you're gonna play like a kid in school trying to figure out what sport you're best at and like you're doing all these mini games to try and build up your stats and maybe the game ends with you choosing how you want to play like as a kid or a teenager or whatever you like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? like if you like football then yeah you dump your stats more heavily into football and then you go persona 5 and you get sucked into a fucking vortex and have to battle demons from another dimension with your super powered football throws and like i don't know who knows i don't know either way it's gonna be sick i'm i will in the show notes i'll post i'll post the trailer for both golf story as well as the trailer for the new sports story um and like i said go check it out even if you haven't heard about it if you have a switch um watch the trailer and then make your decision from there watch a review but um i don't know it gets mike Steele a stamp of approval so let's do it like uh Boom, baby. if it ever comes my way i'll i'll play it but <laughs> <laughs> one day buddy yeah. when 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 we when we when we win sorry whoa i just had a stroke of it when we win the lottery <laughs> i will buy you a switch and i will preload it with all of these games and that will be my christmas gift to oh that would be beautiful buddy or nintendo right, get well, off your ass because i know you're listening <laughs> and uh give me one <laughs> all right, friend. Yeah. All right, let's close this pitch off. Yeah. Um, it's been a good one, but let's cancel or let's not cancel it. Let's finish it. Um, <laughs> so with that, Brandon, let's jump over to community shout out. All right. <laughs> All right, so this is the community shout-out. We like to end each of our episodes by reading a video game memory or video game moment from our amazing community. You can reach out to us and send in your favorite video game moments whenever you like by emailing us over at whatsup at Gaming or shooting us a DM on the Instagram page, which is Gaming. And yeah, give us a follow while you're on the page. So with that, Brandon, do you, uh, yeah, Brandon, take us away. Uh, if you want to read out this week's community shout out, and it is from Zach from Munich. Ooh, Munich. Munich. Fancy. Germany. German boy. Uh, my cousin, my cousin lives in Munich. Shout out, Teresa. Oh, Miss shit. You. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Wonder if they know each other. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just dive right in. Hey there, guys. First off, I just want to say that I love the show so far. Keep it up! Exclamation mark. Thanks, man. I like the enthusiasm. I just wanted to share slash pose a question to you guys at the show. Ooh. So, like both of you, I grew up with fond memories of Nintendo, and despite not having an older brother, I did have a neighbor that I played games with constantly. So, speaking to the last we or last week's episode, crazy competitions, extremes people go to. So that's in reference to the last week when we were talking about uh, people smashing the Mario Party or the Nintendo 64 um, joystick, basically, until they've got blisters in their skin. So, yeah. Okay. Going to extremes for for video games. Uh, Back on track. Me and my neighbor would constantly battle in Super Smash Bros, a.k.a. the best fighting game ever made. I cannot agree more. It is my favorite fighting game of all time, probably. Uh, I used to love Pika. Pika Lightning Pee Puss. 
let me rephrase that because it threw me off when he said pika that's going to be referenced to pikachu i used to love pikachu lightning people the fuck off the stage and causing people to rage and yes i did mean that to rhyme okay well might be uh Okay, so I think I fucked that up because it says here that they wanted it to rhyme. So let me try that one more time. I used to love Pika lightning people the fuck off the stage and causing people to rage. There it is. A little bit more of a rhyme. <laughs> uh, which, for those that don't know, Pikachu could summon massive lightning bolts from the sky, which would block people from jumping back onto the platform, and it was fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but enough about my failed career as a poet. On to my memory and question. Much like many times when you were a kid and having fun, did you ever have to pee so bad <laughs> that you risked peeing yourself just to get that much farther in a game? Question. Uh, I can remember a particularly furious battle. Me, Pikachu, and my neighbor, always Fox, and we both had to pee so bad we knew if one paused and the other went <laughs> to the bathroom, they would unpause and kill the other person and lose our bet for free candy when we went to the store afterwards. Uh, it was a truly messy fight Ooh, that I will not elaborate on. Have either of you had a similar experience or an extreme competition memory of gaming? Well. I can safely say I don't think I've ever pissed myself as a child because I was playing a game, but I think, I think like, yeah, I feel like every little boy can, can come back to a time where they were tiny. Like, you know, you're a kid, you're having so much fun and you know, you have to go to the bathroom, but you just get that FOMO, you know, like you just, you just, you just don't want to miss out. You want to break the fun. It's like, I could, I could get that, but yeah, I never, I definitely have never been in the state so like i've never been in the state where it's fuck i have to pee but i'm not but like i gotta finish this match um there i have for sure been in games or playing games with friends where one person doesn't want to leave the room because you know the other one's gonna cheat somehow yeah yeah for sure (laughs) uh Uh, how about you uh that's what i'm trying to think like an extreme situation that i've done with gaming like uh the most i don't even know like extreme things being like really messed up and playing a spooks game in a cabin at uh maybe eric's eric's cabin <laughs> yeah <but laughs> that's that not extreme like, that wasn't like but... competitive no, no we were playing that like that we were playing that like i would say one extreme one i know or like remembering when from when i was a kid is we were in i want to say we were in like chicago chicago for a music trip okay and we brought our gamecube and we had super smash and we had mario party all that type of stuff and it was me Alex, like Alex Kem, uh, Deguano, and Capello, we were all in a room together. And I'm <laughs> pretty sure we played we played a 99 stock Super Smash oh my God. Melee. And it took us hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, it would. <laughs> absolute hours. And we didn't end up sleeping because I can't remember if it was before or after that. But on top of the Melee, we did a 50-round Mario Party. <laughs> It was brutal, brutal. So then we didn't get any sleep. The next day, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was. I want to say it was Capello, um, but he ended up falling asleep standing up. 
it was one of oh, us man. And, like we were just that tired because we were up all night fucking screaming at each other <laughs> but it's also like okay this is you're on a school trip with like four of your best friends yeah. so it's like there's no way i'm sleeping like we're all in a hotel room together with the freaking gamecube like that's like your dream as a child that's fair so yeah no and, and okay so things like that like all nighters like yeah i can think of another one of my like i think i can't it might have been grade seven like sleepover with a couple buddies like original halo one we're gonna beat the entire thing on legendary tonight that type of thing where like you yeah, literally yeah, yeah. fall asleep with the controller in your hands like just passed out but yeah that's about as extreme as i think i got like, like when like when you and i attempted to beat gears of war in one sitting while drinking that and was we, our thing we, we loaded it up the following day and realized that we made it to like the second act yeah we were just like obliterating yeah well, yeah i think we had it well we played it on like the hardest difficulty and anytime and either one time of us died one person down yeah you yeah, had to have a drink down, before you have to drink yeah before you could get revived you had to have a drink <laughs> and yeah naturally we we basically blacked out <laughs> like oh, uh, good times yeah. either way my friend um zach thank you for sending in that that moment i'm sorry that we never had to pee ourselves trying to play games that's what the pause button is for but uh we do <laughs> we appreciate the, the hustle messaging. of your friends amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's dope oh and with that brandon that is episode 11 of growing up gaming nice so 11 in the books um great episode my friend Mm -hmm. um thank you everyone again thank you for listening thank you for your support if you did like the podcast please don't forget to like follow subscribe and if you are listening on apple Podcasts, please 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 um take the 30 seconds just leave us a, a star review ideally a comment with that on top of it and ideally a and good that is the star best. number yeah i guess ideally <laughs> yeah i guess that's true ideally a higher star number five but <laughs> well, again i'm not here to be your, be your parent you you do you yeah. but that is the easiest and the best way to help us continue to grow so um thank you for again all the love all the support it's just it's been the it's been the best so far so uh brandon take us take us out here bye guy Oof. Uh, well guys yeah you know what uh, we've got episode 12 coming up and then we're into the teens which is pretty cool so uh, that's a, that's exciting uh, hope you guys enjoyed it I know they've been progressively getting longer but hopefully you enjoy that uh, <laughs> and hopefully yeah let us know let us know yeah. let us know what you guys think yeah. uh, I don't mind the longer podcast like I have the timestamps, and you can kind of skip through go to the, the ones that you want to hear but also at the same time it's like sure we I'm, I'm, I'm cool with kind of tweaking it down and, and keeping it a little bit more focused so yeah we'll figure that yeah. out whatever you guys like I'm not let us worried. know and uh, I'm gonna start sorting through my list for next week see what I'm gonna f- what's what's really you know tickling my fancy next week for uh for a random review because i have a list of so much shit so <laughs> uh, i like a lot of random stuff so yeah uh and i will let you know if i end up beating this stupid ass run in dead cells yes i want to <laughs> know and also mikey uh tr- try and get through some kotar so we can discuss this for those that don't yes. know that is star wars knights of the old republic all aka the greatest star wars game ever made and one of the best rpgs of all time yes so yes, we will yes, see yes, will, if it holds it will up be dark side <laughs> which i think is going to yes. be really exciting because like you said before i've probably beat it 10 times over the over my life and mm-hmm. you've never played it 
Yeah, so, it's, this is a true this is a true nostalgia versus reality right yeah, here. Yeah, so. because uh, my nostalgia levels are off the charts, obviously. Yeah, and, and mine are zero. Exactly. So. so you know what? That's why I'm really excited. And if you played that game and you loved it as well, let's hear what Mikey, the uninitiated, has to say about this incredibly dated but excellent RPG. So hopefully we can do that next week. If not, it'll be the next episode. So everybody, yet again... Thanks for uh, sticking with us, and thanks for stopping by.